And we are live. How's everybody doing tonight? My name is Anthony Brian Logan, and you're watching and or listening to ABL Live. Thank y'all for joining me tonight. You could be almost anywhere in the world, but you're right here with me live in the show, and I appreciate y'all for that. We got a whole lot going on all over the internets, all over mainstream media, social media, everywhere, and I don't know where to start. First of all, we got um, a very interesting, I guess you would say, uh, turn of events in the Tupac case. Something that the streets have known for a very long time. The police have known for a very long time. But somebody wanted to confess to their crimes for some reason. And we're going to get into that in just one moment. Also, California has raised the minimum wage for fast food workers to $20 an hour. So obviously, that Big Mac, that quarter pounder with cheese or whatever you want to purchase from Mickey D's is going to cost you an arm and a leg and your firstborn child. We'll talk about that a little bit more a little bit later. Also, if you want to engage in YouTube pranks, I suggest you get someone's permission before doing so because it could go the wrong way for you. We're going to talk about that a little bit more a little bit later. Also, John Fetterman cannot wear basketball shorts anymore on the Senate floor. No more hoodies, basketball shorts, tennis shoes. No more of that ridiculous nonsense. Like it's going to go cut the grass or paint the garage. Put on a suit like a regular human being. Like you're about to go to work and do something serious. Also, the super hood Democrat went viral for her rant during the impeachment hearing. We'll talk about all those things and more on tonight's episode of ABL Live. And I thank y'all again for being here. You guys are the best audience anywhere on these internets. If you like what you're hearing so far, please give the video a thumbs up. Like the video, share the video, do all that good stuff. And if you are listening to me on your favorite audio streaming platform, please give me a five-star rating or review, whatever you can. I most certainly appreciate it. And if you don't know, this is a podcast. It'll be available on your favorite audio streaming platform at 8 a.m. Eastern time tomorrow morning. And that'll be Google Play, Spotify, Apple, iTunes, etc. Link for that will be in the description. Or just go to your favorite audio streaming platform and search ABL Live I should pop right on up. Okay, we got a lot to get through. There, there's a whole lot going on. There's quite a few videos that I've not shown you guys. There's quite a few stories that are just kind of developing right now. There's a lot happening. But of course, first things first, uh, thank you to everybody that's watching. You guys are the first sponsors, of course. Just by being here and watching the show, you are a sponsor. So thank you. But shout out to all my other sponsors. We got PatriotPost.us your best source of news and information anywhere on these internets. Their link will be in the description or just visit the website patriotpost.us and tell them ABL sent you. Also, go to my merch website, ablmerch.com. That is A-B-L-M-E-R-C-H dot C-O-M. Uh, that link will, all, will always be in the description box or just visit the website, ablmerch.com. Also, go to my regular website, anthonyblogan.com. That is A-N-T-H-O-N-Y. The letter B L O G A N dot com on the website on the front page, you're able to find articles for each video that I produce. So, in case I can't play a video in its entirety on the YouTubes, just like that YouTuber that almost got deleted and I couldn't play the gunshot, I can play the gunshot on my website because it can't censor me over there. Go to the website, everything's right there. 
And if you want to find links and sources and you want to send it to your friend that doesn't believe anything and they want to have hardcore physical evidence and proof and not just me talking at you, send them the website. Everything will be right there on the front page. Also, please go to the contact page of my website, anthonybelogan.com forward slash contact to find my email address, my snail mail address, my social media accounts, Facebook, Twitter, now known as X, Instagram, all that good stuff is right there on the contact page, anthonybelogan.com forward slash contact. And as I say, every single live stream, y'all please do not get scammed. This is, this is how the whole thing goes. Here's the blueprint. I post a new video on my YouTube. You comment under the video. Someone replies to your comment and you think that it's me because they have my picture and the name that looks similar to mine. And their comment says something like, hey, do you want to make extra money? Hey, do you want to? Um, uh, do you want to explore the world of Forex or some other kind of random money-making, get-rich-quick thing? Do not reply to these people. Block these people. Do not engage. Okay, if their email says, I'm a Nigerian scammer and I'm going to steal all your money at Hotmail.com, that's probably not who you need to be talking to, okay? My email address is contact at anthonyblogan.com, okay? That's my website, anthonyblogan.com. My email address is on my contact page. It's easy. So if you're ever wondering if you're conversing with me or not on the internet, just go to the contact page on my website. And if the method of communication is not listed there, if it doesn't match, it's not me. All right. I guarantee you, if the email says I live in Lithuania and I weigh 1000 pounds at outlook.com, that's probably not ABL you're talking to. You're probably going to get scammed. Okay. If they say, hey, contact me on WhatsApp or WeChat and send me $100,000 and you get 25 bucks in the gift card in return, that's probably a scam. And the reason why I always say this every live stream is because I still get emails from some of you guys occasionally that says that they got scammed in this fashion. So I'm going to say it right now. So can nobody never say that ABL didn't warn you? All righty. Now, we got quite a bit to get to and get through. And again, thank y'all for joining. I really, really appreciate you guys. I, I mean, there's so much I want to get into. Uh, Tupac is a big one. Um, I'm not, I'm not going to get into Tupac yet, but Tupac, that was a big one because when I was about 12 years old, yes, I was 12 years old, 1996. I know, uh, you never seen that guy with a great beard at age 39. Yes. Okay. If I, if I cut my beard off right now, I would look like I'm younger than what I am but with the beer a little older than what I am. I was 12 years old in 1996. I'll never forget it because Pop died in September and then Big died in March 97. So what was I in the, I want to say I was in the seventh grade. Yeah, seventh grade, middle school. Yep, I'll never forget it. I'll never forget it. It was, it was crazy when the whole thing happened. But the story behind what happened is kind of old news but one guy wanted to go on the internet and brag about what he did. I'm going to get to that a little bit later. So y'all please hang tight. And thank y'all again. I really, really appreciate y'all for joining. I think I may get a few videos loaded up here. Because, oh, have you guys seen what's going on with Jamal Bowman? Have you guys seen that? Now, Jamal Bowman, this guy, um, he pulled a fire alarm in Congress. 
and he disrupted the proceedings. But then he said that he didn't know that by pulling the fire alarm, it would disrupt the proceedings. It's like, my man, you are fully grown. Hold on. How old is Jamal Bowman anyway? Jamal Bowman. Why would you pull a fire alarm in Congress and act like that's not going to do that? Hold on. So he, he pulled the fire alarm before the stopgap spending bill. <laughs> it's like, my man. And not only did he pull the alarm, they got him on camera doing it. Hold on. Let me, let me pull this up right quick because these guys are, are, are totally crazy. All right, so Jamal Bowman, hold on. What I wanted to do was find out how old he is. Jamal Bowman is 47 years old, my man. You're 47 years old and you don't know what pulling the fire alarm does? What do you think pulling the fire alarm does? First of all, ain't no fire. So why are you pulling the alarm to begin with? Second of all, it literally says it's it's red. It's right there on the wall. When you were a little kid in school, you were told what the fire alarm does. You had fire drills. You know what the fire alarm sounds like. You've probably been in a situation where a fire alarm got pulled. You know what to do. When you hear the fire alarm, you're going to evacuate. That's what happens. You know what? I got a quick story before we get to my man, Jamal Bowman. All right. That's him right there. You see the headline. Uh, Rep. Jamal Bowman pulls fire alarm in house office building. Mr. Bowman, a Democrat, pulled the alarm ahead of a rush vote on a stopgap funding measure. Two investigations have been opened in the incident. They're investigating the situation. Now, look, check it out. That is insurrection, isn't it? Because isn't that what some of the guys are locked up for for doing things like that? But anyway... Here's a quick story. So before I came to Tennessee, I had packed up my stuff in a U-Haul and I had a um I had my car on the trailer. So what I did was stay at a hotel that night before I left because I could not park my U-Haul with a trailer on the back of my vehicle where I lived. It wasn't enough space. So I was like, okay, I'm gonna take it to a hotel and park it in their lot. It's plenty of space where I went, so that worked out fine. Now, I'm trying to get some sleep before my drive, and the drive was crazy long. To go from Norfolk to here was 16 hours in one day. Normally, it's 10 hours, but it took me 16 because there's a speed limit on your U-Haul trailer, 55 miles an hour. Try going, try going, try going over mountains with that speed limit. And it was kind of like in the wintertime. So it might've been some snow here and there, but anyway, so I park at the hotel. I'm trying to sleep before I make my trip, but two o'clock in the morning, fire alarm goes off. So I got to get up and evacuate. All right. I know that I can't just stay here. I got to get out. So we're all outside for like a half hour. And there was a fire in the hotel. It was a small fire, but it was a fire. So we had to evacuate the hotel. So now I'm up. It's 2.30 in the morning. I might have had three hours of sleep. I went ahead and just went on the road. So I left about 2.30 and I drove here 16 hours. I stopped here and there uh, to eat and that's pretty much it. But for the most part, I'm on the road. Okay, because guess what? A fire alarm got me up. Force me outside because that's what happens when the fire alarm gets pulled, Mr. Bowman. You're going to evacuate. Now, he pulled the alarm, and I think there's pictures. They're not going to show it right here in New York Times, of course, but there's pictures. That's him right there 
pulling the fire alarm. My man, what did you think was going to happen when you did that? Tell me some, oh, I didn't know. Hold on. Here's a statement. The statement says, Jamal Bowman's spokeswoman says he did not realize he would trigger a building alarm when he pulled a fire alarm. The congressman regrets any confusion. My man, really? So you see the, the picture of Mr. Bowman, okay? You see the picture of Mr. Bowman right there with the actual um, pulling the fire alarm. And then you're going to see a picture of where it was right there up close. So there's an um, alarm right there on the door. And there is this big red fire alarm. It says fire right there. There is no way you're that old, 47 years old, and you don't know what that is. Why would you touch that? You did that because you wanted to disrupt the vote. For what? For what? The vote still went through, and now you're about to get investigated. Now, again, there are some guys that are locked up right now for January 6th for doing similar things. So if we're going to lock up guys for January 6th for doing things like this, then I would suppose that a congressman, Jamal Bowman, would face a similar penalty. Or if he does not, then we need to free those who are locked up for doing similar things. Yes? I mean, fair is fair, right? Fair is fair. But I digress. That's your man, Jamal Bowman. So if you voted for him, I don't think anybody who voted for Jamal Bowman is watching me right now. But if you if you voted for Jamal Bowman and you're watching me right now, I know there's regret. I know regret is an emotion you're feeling right now. It's got to be. How could you say, you know what? That's my congressman right there. I got pulling the fire alarm. What are you, 14 years old? Are you in high school doing something like that? That's something that you would do when you're like 10th grade, 9th grade, and you get double dog there to do it. Not to be that old, 47 years old in Congress, representing constituents and representing the entire country as part of the U.S. Congress. That's ridiculous. But hey, man. That's what we got going on nowadays. And we got we got cocaine in the White House. We got dope fiends getting high all in the White House premises. We got drag queens pulling their tops up, showing their stuff in front of little kids and everything at the White House. So I guess you could do whatever you want. All right. You got Fetterman wearing basketball shorts and 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 hoodies and tank tops and everything else. I mean, what's gonna be next? But at, at least we can say that the whole Fetterman thing, that's not gonna be an issue anymore. And we're gonna get to that and just a little bit, but at least we have the whole Fetterman issue um, sewn up. Now I have some more here. Um, we got some flooding in New York city. You know, we have the whole thing with the migrants and, and I hope that the flooding has subsided because for a while it was pretty bad, but hopefully it's not as bad anymore. But um, we have some flooding in New York city. It was a lot of rain. I think they said it might have been eight inches of rain in LaGuardia, like in a very short period of time. Like a, a record-setting amount of rain in a short period of time at LaGuardia Airport in New York City. So there was flooding. Now, if for you for you guys live in New York City, is this normal? I'm gonna put it on the screen in just one moment, but is the flooding normal? This has always happened with, with flooding. It's just a thing that goes on. You got whirlpools in the street. Is that regular? All right. Let's go ahead and put this on the screen right quick. All right. So. All right. 
get a little bit of sound there. That'll work. Let's do it this way. So is, is this normal? So we got whirlpools in the street. I suppose that's where the, you know, the, the manhole covers are. You got cars just kind of floating. And that water, that, that water, when you get a flash flood or something, I'm not quite sure it was a flash flood in this situation. It could have been. But you will underestimate um, floods or, or, or flood water until you're right up in it. It, it. it hits you so fast. It takes you off guard. I got caught in the flash flood a few weeks ago. It wasn't quite this bad, and it was on the interstate. So it was proper drainage, but still. That, that water is pretty scary once you're in it, and there's not much you can really do. So are we going back to the 1970s? Is that what's happening, uh, Hop Lane, Hop Lone? Or is it just kind of a freak accident or just kind of a thing that may happen occasionally in a place like New York? Somebody says New York was marshland. Well, that'll, that'll do it. Personally, I never understood the allure of New York City. I know people that love New York. A lot of people, conservative, liberals, they love New York. Personally, I don't, I don't like it. You know, I like uh, the, the the Turtles, uh, Raphael, Donatello, Michelangelo, Master Splinter. I, I like the whole series, the movies with Shredder, Casey Jones, Aprils. I, I like the the movie series and the toys and everything else. But even as a little kid, when you had a little toys for Ninja Turtles, it'd be um, like some of the toys would be like a, a dumpster with trash in it. I'm like, is, is that what y'all got to offer? Is that like, is that decoration trash and 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 rats? <laughs> like, is that what we doing? Like, literally in in the, in the turtle movies, the leader of the turtles was a big rat. It's like, is that what we're gonna put forward as an image? I mean, I guess there's no no choice. I saw a video, before we get back to this, I saw a video of a rat in New York City in the store. This thing was like a beaver with a thin tail. It was it was humongous. It was literally the size of a beaver, but rather than the big tail, the it had like a little thin tail, but it was the same size as a beaver, maybe even a small fox. RP headphone users, sorry for the loud noise. That does not look appealing to me. I mean, that does not look appealing. I mean, and, and that, that's probably, look, you see like a, a river basically down here on the subway platform. That, that, that's not really appealing. I'm not trying to be down here with that. I just, it just kind of, it, it's, what, 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 what y'all say? It's giving filthy, dirty, gross. I, I don't like it. Yeah, so you got the, the, the subway just springing the leak. That's not what I think is a, a counts as a good time, but maybe that's just me. Maybe I'm being judgmental. If you guys like New York City, then more power to you. You can you can enjoy that. I like kind of being down south. I, I like being down south for sure. All right. Now, flooding is flooding regardless of where it is. I, I agree with you, uh, Rig Er. I agree with you about flooding not being very appealing, but... I'd rather for it be flooded in the open 
marshland without all this infrastructure and dirt and grime and filth and chaos going on, right? Then somebody was going to say, well, hopefully the floods drown the rats. Them rats ain't are Michael Phelps in the water. They're doing backstrokes, breaststrokes. They're doing all of that in the water. They can swim. Oh, yeah. They're going to go to higher ground. They're going to swim. Good luck. You're not going to get rid of them rats that easy or the roaches. Okay, them things are in, in indestructible. You're not going to get rid of them. So good luck with that. But if you're out there in the city, then shout out to you. Hopefully you're dry and you're not going to have too much rain and the flood waters are receding. So shout out to all the New Yorkers out there. Uh, hopefully you guys are good to go. All right. But if you like what you're hearing so far, please give the video a thumbs up. Like the video, share the video, do all that good stuff. Now, your main man, Elon Musk, went down to the border. Uh, Elon Musk went to the border. Has Kamala Harris been to the border yet? Because I remember there was a time where there was some pressure on her to go to the border because I thought that they named her the border czar, right? It's supposed to be her job. Okay, so I think Kamala Harris is the border czar and also the AI czar. But has she done anything for any of those things? I don't think that she has, but maybe I'm mistaken. Maybe I'm wrong. You guys let me know. Pete St. Green says, we good. It's a little bit of water. Okay, then, hey, shout out to you, man. Rocking and rolling. I'm with it. I am with it. Now, the border. Elon Musk went there, and there's some, there's video of him. There's also some other video of um, Border Patrol doing some very interesting things or at least one interesting thing. Let me see if I can find exactly what I'm looking for here. Yeah, but the border's wide open, and then check it out. I think they just passed a stopgap bill to prevent government shutdown. If the government were to shut down, then Border Patrol agents would be among those who are furloughed. And you guys know what that means, but basically, they would not get paid until a measure is approved to actually fund the government. So if, like I said, there, there's a stopgap measure in place right now to prevent the shutdown, because I think the deadline is what, to today or tomorrow? They've averted it for right now, but let's say it lasts for a week. If the government shuts down in one week, then there's going to be a furlough at that point until they can figure out a way to fund the government. And Border Patrol agents are part of the group who would get furloughed. Now, people always say, oh, they're going to get paid. They're going to get back paid. Well, check it out. If you got to pay rent and you are dependent upon your check coming in on the first, as many Americans are, this is not abnormal. Check to check. Even if you get make six figures, you got expenses, you got things going on. You're counting on your pay to be there when it's supposed to be there, and if it's not there, what are you going to say? Hey, man, I got furloughed. They're going to be like, okay, and what's that got to do with me? I still got to pay my bills. You got to pay your bills too. You got a landlord. They got to pay their mortgage. They're not trying to hear that their tenant can't pay because they got furloughed. So everybody gets put in the bad situation because the money is late. It's late. If you go to work late consistently, like, let's say, for example, you're due into work at 8 a.m. 
you don't show up for two weeks at all. Not even just not being late. You just don't show up. And then on day one of the third week, you show up. You say, oh, I'm just late. My man, you've not been here for two weeks. You're fired. But the government says, oh, we're not going to pay you for two weeks. It's okay. Don't worry about it. If I was to get put on furlough by the federales, I'm trying to get my back pay and interest because now I got late fees and everything else I got to pay. I ain't even really trying to make money on the deal, but I have higher expenses now because everything is late. Back in my day when I was paying rent at my apartment, if after five days you were late, you got to pay a particular fee. And I think it might've been like a 10% fee. So let's say, or 20%, at least 10%. So let's say your rent is $1,000. Very cheap now, but you understand what I'm saying. You got to pay that 10%, another hundred bucks. So you're already struggling to put pennies together to pay the 1,000. Now you got to pay 1,100. And when you get your back pay, it's not going to have that extra dollar amount in there. You see what I mean? So anyway, but I'm glad there's a stopgap measure right now to fund the government in the meantime. Now, we got Border Patrol images and videos that I'm going to get to. Let's go ahead and roll this right quick. All right. Let's check it out. After crossing, they put over blankets, towels, shirts, fabric. This is the same. It's actively happening. Plenty of children, uh, babies, and they're just super excited celebrating to cross over. You've got DPS that comes over. Okay, so that's that's one video right there. And if you notice in a lot of these videos, be very um, attentive to the women. You're going to see a lot of pregnant women, a lot of pregnant women. Remember the the um, the Roosevelt Hotel, New York City, the one that's become a migrant uh, camp. They said there was what, like two to three babies born every week at that hotel, two to three every week. Now. Are the parents just getting baby fever in the hotel and they just having these kids sporadically after nine months? So, so, they, so they get to the hotel, they're there for a very short period of time, and then, oop, here come a baby. These are anchor babies, obviously. These are anchor babies. They come here pregnant on purpose to have the baby here, all right? They're going to deliver the baby. They're going straight to the hospital right there in New York City. Okay, now we got a citizen. Boom. Birthright citizenship. How are you going to deport the parents if the baby is a citizen? You see what I mean? Because the way they see it is we deport the parents. Where's the child going to go? What, into the system, which is already overrun? Anchor baby. So what's happening right now is that the Border Patrol is cutting the wire. And they're clapping. And a lot of those clapping are U.S. citizens, and that's part of the problem right there. That's part of the problem. I'll tell you what, though. 
I was told that, you know, we got our starving and hungry. I can't tell. I can't tell. I mean, y'all done had every taco in Guatemala. I'm not trying to hear nothing, man. Cut it out. Everybody just trying to come over here and get money. A better life. And, and no starving and hungry over here. Let's stop playing games. So yeah, that's that's what's going on right there at the border. All right, imagine that. So we got a lady right here with her baby crawling up under the um, razor bar with a piece of cardboard. And it's going up. And it seems like she got her hand stuck. Now, I'm told that we're the ones that are inhumane for putting the razor wire up. When meanwhile, you got your baby up under the razor wire. And then she get caught up and cut. Now, all of a sudden, it's our fault. Huh? You're doing it. How about just don't do that? You can't break into somebody's house. You know, you know it'd be crazy. I'm not sure if this is a thing. Maybe it's a thing where you live. Y'all let me know if it is. If, let's say somebody breaks into your home and then they slip and fall on the wet spot in your kitchen, can they sue you for damages? <laughs> hey, I broke into his house and I fell and hurt myself. I'm going to sue him. My man, you broke into my house. <laughs> you broke into my, you shouldn't be here. That's kind of what they say when they're talking about the razor wire and, oh, my baby got cut. Go back home and you went and be dealing with the razor wire. How about that? So we get the idea. We don't gotta see the baby crawl through no razor wire. You you got a whole you got a baby doing some army, navy, marine obstacle course type situation. That's crazy. That's totally crazy. And the mama's right there. This this is the mother doing this. This is the mother. All right. That's the mom. Somebody says, hey, black population, your replacement. That's your replacement as well. That's everybody's replacement. That, that's going to be the new lower class. So if you don't have advanced skills, they're going to be doing everything that you want to do. You want to be 16 years old, um, young white man to get a job at McDonald's. Good luck. <laughs> you speak Spanish? No. No, 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 comprende espanol. Well, good luck in Southern California getting the job, young white man, young black man, young Asian man. Good luck. Go to McDonald's in Inland Empire, San Bernardino, somewhere, and try to get a job at McDonald's. And you know, habla espanol. You're not, uh, your, your name ain't Rodriguez or something like that. You want to get in construction, you want to get into any kind of um, labor, man, forget it. If you don't have an, an advanced, knowledge of technology and things of this nature or other kind of skills that you just can't do just coming across the border with no language, man, you're, you're toast. It don't matter what color you are. You're toast because they're bringing them in. You know, they're talking about, they want a higher minimum wage. They're going to be doing this. You're going to have the illegal aliens doing the minimum wage jobs under the table. You know why there's so many um, illegal aliens or I don't want to say illegal aliens. So many Hispanics doing construction is because many of them are not here legally or they're here kind of shaky. They're 
they they kind of on a on a on a on a on a on a visa. It's kind of it's kind of raggedy. It's kind of janky, right? The reason why it's so many of them on the workplace is because they will build a house for ten bucks an hour, and you don't, white man, black man, nobody else. At one point, it was the black man doing the Hispanic man's jobs. Then the powers that be, those that own corporations, hey, you know what? I can just raise the minimum wage for like citizens, right? And then I can just automate and I can bring in uh, labor under the table and pay them less than the minimum wage. That's what's going on right now. So again, it don't matter what color you are. If you don't have advanced knowledge and skills, good luck. And here's something else. You want to work in the tech industry? You want to go to Silicon Valley? They're bringing in guys from the Indian subcontinent, Mexico, to do some of those jobs as well. I was covering this story a while back where a guy said that he was getting what what the cool kids call finessed. He was basically being taken advantage of in the IT field as an Hispanic guy with kind of a janky citizenship or a green card or a visa or something like that. I think it might've been an H2B visa or something crazy, some random visa he was on to do tech work. So this is going to affect all of us. It doesn't matter what color you are for sure, for sure. And that's right in, in the ERN, 10 bucks an hour and poor quality. We're getting, we're getting tofu construction for 10 bucks an hour. If you guys remember, um, in the wintertime, there was the, the pipe Mageddon in Atlanta. What happened was a bunch of buildings had their, their pipes burst because of the cold. Well, a lot of the buildings that this happened to, um, it was kind of a detail that might have been missed by many. The buildings were new buildings. It wasn't the old buildings. Why was it the new buildings? It's because they were built cheaply. They looked real nice, high-rises, you know, luxury apartments. But once you get up under the facade, once you get behind the actual walls and look at the construction, it's real cheap. It's janky, it's raggedy, a bunch of cheap Chinese garbage. And as soon as there's any kind of inclement weather, any kind of anything, it falls apart like it's nothing. Tofu construction in America. What you getting right now? All right. That's what's happening with our country. So shout out to all the U.S. citizens out there applauding for their own demise. It's ridiculous. But if you like what you're hearing so far, please give the video a thumbs up, like the video, share the video, do all that good stuff. That'll help me out tremendously. Now, you got your main man, Elon, on the border. That's him right there. I'm going to play some of this. It's like a 15-minute stream. I won't play the entire thing, obviously. But go to his page on X formerly known as Twitter, Elon Musk. Check him out. Yeah, so here we are at, at Eagle Pass, uh, and we're going to be uh, meeting with uh, uh, the sort of major, the major officials uh, uh, and uh, law enforcement responsible for the water, and um, and just hear it directly from them and see it, see exactly what's going on uh, for yourself. So, uh, with that, let's. Yeah. Yes, I'm Tony Gonzalez. I'm the uh, local congressman here in the district. My district is 823 miles of the southern border, places like Eagle Pass, El Paso, Uvalde, Del Rio. Uh, we've been at the epicenter of this border crisis. What I really like to share is is uh, a lot of my sheriffs and uh, and local elected officials are being forgotten. Their stories aren't getting out. 
uh, some stories are, but a lot of stories aren't. The first person we, I'd like to hear from is uh, Randy Brown, who is the sheriff of Medina County. It's about an hour away from, about 100 miles away from here. And uh, Randy's behind us now. So you got my main man, Elon Musk, doing more and getting straight to the people right there on the ground more than your elected officials. So at a certain point, it's like, okay, if you're going to vote for these people, why? Why? This is why I hate federal government, as I've said many times before. I kind of want to fast forward a little bit because he did show some images. Let me see if I can find some of those. But again, that'll be in the in the box. I might not be able to find the images in there, but that's 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 on his um, Twitter page or X page. Y'all go check him out. But Elon is an interesting person to cover right now because you have automation. Automation is here. It's not going anywhere. And people are going to be shocked at what exactly can be automated. A lot of jobs, a lot of tasks can be automated. We have ChatGPT. That has taken a nation by storm. I mean, I've seen people use that to write emails, to write papers, to do classwork. I've seen it already. And it's just getting started. It's just starting to take place in society. And once they really perfect it and it gets better and better and better, you're going to have journalists get replaced. It's going to be crazy. Now, we have, um, and, and it's crazy because the government is kind of incentivizing automation to happen quicker. Because they're trying to raise the minimum wage. In California, they raise the fast food worker wage to 20 bucks an hour for the minimum wage. 20 bucks an hour for fast food. This is totally crazy. I've long been an opponent of minimum wages, especially stuff like 20 bucks an hour. It's not rooted in reality. Because then at a certain point, it's like, okay, how much do you make as a firefighter, as a nurse, as a school teacher? How much do you make on those jobs in California? You see what I'm saying? But before I get into it, first things first, watch this video right here. This is going to be your replacement. Robots, automation. Matter of fact, hold on. I'm going to play this, and then I'm going to play another video, if I can find it, of what I saw when I was in D.C. a few years ago. Okay. <laughs> okay, can you grab this? Oh, what's it's, it's oh, telling us something? What's it gonna say? Can you guys grab it? Cool. Hey, go, go get it, guys. Grab, grab the other one too. Cool. Thank you. Thank, hey, thank you, you so robot. much. Thank you, So that's that's where we're going. That that's going to be the next thing. Is where we're going because why not? Right? Why why not? Now. Big Mac McDeal. When I was in D.C., I saw this. It wasn't quite exactly the same, but similar. A quarter pounder with some cheese filet of fish. I'm going to turn the sound off because it's not really needed. Now, when I went to the one in D.C., there was nobody really in there. It might have been one person behind the counter. You had cooks in the back, but you didn't even see the cooks in the back. You would come in, and it was just kiosks. You don't go to the front and order. You just order right here. Okay. And you just put in your order. You don't got to talk to nobody. You could just order what you want. And you can eat in, carry out, whatever you want. Everything's right there. Easy breezy. No need for no cashier. 
Just put in what you want. It goes to the back. They make it. And then what they're going to do is have a machine that will eventually just make whatever you want. It might be two guys in there to make sure that that everything works right, that the machines don't break down, that nothing spills, that everything is stocked properly, that the place is secure, and that's going to be it. And the jobs are going to be with those who are able to develop the software, the the user the UIX, the user experience, um, the the actual physical machines, the 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 hardware itself. They'll be the ones that are employed. You wouldn't be um, uh, in the back flipping burgers, frying the fries, and have that be a career. Good luck. Good luck. It ain't gonna happen. Cashless, no cash, straight Apple um Apple Watch, cell phone, pay it right there. That'd be how it is. So twenty bucks an hour doing what though? Doing what? What are you gonna be doing? And how many jobs will there be? Check it out. Remember back in the day, you would have at, at Wally World cashiers. Every place, every you would have cashiers to actually check out your items. Years ago. You want to go back years ago when, when I was a youngin, 80s, 90s? You want to go back to that time where you could just, you had to go pay cash for everything before debit cards even existed? Because there was a time that I remember it was no debit cards. You could write a check maybe in the, in the actual line, but usually you had cash on you. That's how everything was paid. You had a wallet, you had cash. That's what it was. Remember, you had like little little change pouches and billfolds. That's what you had. Then comes the debit cards. Now you have um, Apple Pay. You could just open your phone, do Apple Watch, open your watch, do, and it's done. Easy breezy. So no cash, no cashiers, and at a certain point, they won't be there won't be any humans in the restaurant aside from like maybe one person to make sure everything's going well. And they're gonna be highly skilled people. They're, they're gonna be highly skilled people. And you know what? Those who are clamoring for the $20 an hour minimum wage have no idea. They have no idea that they have no idea what's coming for them because if they understood economics, then they wouldn't be trying to get 20 bucks an hour to flip burgers. Even if you could. Even if you could get that to flip burgers, why would you get that? Years ago, I remember this like being a thing back when 15 bucks an hour was unheard of years ago. When it was when I was young and when I was young and it was like I got paid six fifty, six twenty-five. Working at Old Country Buffet, my top wage was eight dollars. I started at six twenty-five. I started when I was like 17 in high school and I was done at age 21 or 22. I, I was in high school and then college, then I was done. I had no intentions on doing anything else in the restaurant. I was just doing that in school and that was it. And I, on the side, I had my little business and I was going to school. That's all I was doing. Once I left, I had to level up. I couldn't just say, all right, I'm going I'm to continue to wash dishes and prep fried chicken as a 40 something year old, if you do that and you enjoy it, there's no nothing against you. But if you want to do something like that, you cannot expect to get paid top dollar. If you get your wage artificially raised, it's going to be a lateral move at best. You're going to create more inflation. You're going to have hyperinflation and then the floor will rise. 
your skill of flipping burgers, making beds, washing floors, these are low skills. I did all that. I, I washed floors. I washed bathrooms. I loaded trucks, offloaded trucks. I did all that. I, that, that was a low skill job when I was in high school and in college. Not to be my age now trying to do something like that. And I understood back then I couldn't really get paid a lot of money. I had to get better skills. If you have the same productivity and you have an artificial wage increase by the government mandating it and you're able to get paid that, in order for you to get paid that, you're going to have to have the cost of things that you sell rise as a result. And that same thing will be across the board wherever you go. So you were getting paid 15 and you had one way of living at 20 you have the same way of living or less because you had everything else rise up to pay everybody that same 20 bucks an hour in your area let's see what they say on the news about about the whole situation let's get some sound and throw it on the screen right quick will soon get a pay raise right here in California. Now, keep in mind, Governor Gavin Newsom just signed a bill that increases the minimum wage to $20 an hour. But as ABC 10's Alicia Machado explains, that does not apply to all employees, right? Well, Chris, Laura, the new law applies to a majority of fast food workers in California, ones that work for big chains like McDonald's or Wendy's. But there are some exclusions. After a decade of rallies and strikes, fast food workers in California will get a $20 per hour minimum wage in April 2024. The future happens here first. Governor Gavin Newsom signing the bill into law Thursday. So a lot of you guys are talking about, you remember the wage being very low. Some of you guys are saying you remember, um, what, 325? Um, yes, I did, Tim, I am. Old Country Buffet, I worked there back in, when was that? 2001, I think I started there, 2001, 2000, 2002, from 02 to 07, I worked at Old Country Buffet. Yep, that was my job. So a lot of you guys are saying 425, you remember 425, uh, 750, 335, 265. Now, here's a question for you guys that made that kind of money back then. Has the life, the general life quality of someone making minimum wage actually improved since then, or has it gotten worse? Has it gotten better or worse? I don't think it's actually improved. I think although they make, they may make more money artificially, they're not really able to buy more with that money. If anything, they're buying less with that money because these wage increases are artificial and all they do is create inflation. It's just the same thing as printing money. You're not actually getting more money. This is what I was told when I was a little kid. I asked my mother. I was like, hey, because I learned about the printing press. You know, you're printing cash. I learned about that, the Federal Reserve and stuff like that in school. I was like, hey, if they can print money, why can't they just print more money so you can get more if you're poor? And she told me, well, look, son, if they keep printing money, it has less value. So it's no point in doing it. All you're going to do is make those who don't have a job struggle because you've created inflation and their money they have in the bank account and their lack of income will be worse with the higher cost of living. You see, 
And if you have an income and you got an artificial wage increase and you got some of that printed money, you're not in any better position. Mother of six, never thought that I can move mountains with the help and the support of- Mother of six. Hopefully, Miss Mother of Six, we're not trying to depend on minimum wage to take care of all them kids. I hope. Okay, I, I hope we're not doing that. I don't want to judge nobody because she's out there with them. She could be perfectly well off. But I hope we're not trying to raise six youngins, six crumb snatchers on a minimum wage salary. I hope not. Of so many people. Fast food workers made an average of around $16 per hour in 2022. But will all fast food workers get the raise to 20? The law applies to fast food chains with more than 60 locations nationally. It applies to 557,000 fast food workers all across the state of California, 30,000 different locations. President of the Service Employees International Union, Mary Kay Henry, says the majority of which are employed by big chains such as McDonald's. When I tell you what, the whole thing about the mother is six. The welfare fraud in California is off the hook. Welfare fraud in California is extreme. And a lot of it is not even fraud. It's allowed. I heard about California. You get all your benefits loaded into an EBT card. Everything. Child support, welfare, whatever. You can buy hair weave with an EBT card. You can buy alcohol. This, this is what I'm hearing. And if I'm wrong, y'all, please let me know. Please, oh, please, oh, please inform me. But the whole uh, welfare services game in California is a mess. And if you are homeless and you smoke crack for a living, same thing. Same thing. This is why there's so many homeless crack smokers, meth smokers, heroin shooters in California. They get government benefits. They get paid to be out there high on drugs. That's why there are so many of them specifically in California. They travel all over the country, maybe even all over the world to go to California to be homeless crack smokers because they get paid. Wendy's and Burger King. This law will cover both franchisee um, stores and uh, direct corporate-owned stores. But there are some exclusions. The legislation states that fast food restaurants that operate bakeries where they make their own bread for sale don't apply. Places like Panera Bread. We went back and forth, and there was part of the negotiation. It's the nature of negotiation. And restaurants inside grocery stores are also excluded if the grocer employs the workers. Now well, look, I'm not trying to judge a lady. I don't know her situation. She could be well off. But at a certain point, six kids, I mean, come on. We can't act like that's normal. Okay, if you're struggling with six kids, how are you with one kid or two kids? Like, at, at, at kid number two, were you just living high on the hog and say, you know what, I'm going to have a bunch of more kids? And then my question would be, because I don't know this lady, if you got six kids and you're working on, and, and you're working on the welfare, uh, not welfare, and you're working on a minimum wage salary, how many of those kids came from the same father? Like, were you married? Did you get divorced and you had six kids with one person? Or we talking about four or five different guys? We know how it goes in the hood. Let's not act like we don't understand. See, though, that's that's some of the bigger issues right there is the social problems we have. But again, here's the point behind all of that, behind the criticism. We saw the illegal aliens coming across the razor wire, all that kind of good stuff. You want to sit there, cry about minimum wage and we need to get paid more money and more services. Okay, check it out. I'm going to hire Marisol, 
that came through that wire under the table and have her take your job. That's how it's going to go. That's how that's going to go. It's simple. But I digress. If you like what you're hearing so far, please give the video a thumbs up. Like the video. Share the video. Do all that good stuff. That will help me out tremendously. Okie dokie. So, I kind of want to fast forward and get to the YouTube prank. Now, this video was crazy. I might be able to play it here um, a little bit at least. Now, <laughs> okay. So we know what happened, right? A few months ago in Virginia, shout out to Virginia, my home state. Um, in Virginia, there was a um, a YouTuber trying to do a prank on a random person in the mall. This is in Dulles Town Center, if I'm not mistaken, northern Virginia, Loudoun County. Um, and the guy that was being pranked didn't like it too much. He was like, hey, Stop, leave me alone, stop, stop, stop. And he didn't want to be part of the prank. The guy kept following them, and not only was it one guy that was following them, it might have been two to three to four other guys. Because you had a cameraman, you had a cameraman, the prankster, and it was like two guys next to the prankster. So I think it was four guys and then the one guy. So the one guy said, you know what? Okay, I'm telling you to leave me alone. You're not doing it. So bang, take that. Take that. Now, I'm going to try to play the video. I might have to pause it at a certain point, and then we're going to talk about it. If you guys have not seen it, you better see it right now. If you have seen it, well, one more time ain't going to hurt, will it? What's that? So, you saw that. Now, YouTube, don't give me no flag on that. Because you didn't actually see, you didn't see no blood on that. All you heard was a gunshot. Now, check it out. Here's what's going on. My man right here with the bag, this is an Uber Eats driver. All he's doing is going to the mall, to the food court, to pick up an order to go back to his vehicle, and then he's going to deliver the food to the customer. He's not there for anything else. He does not know this guy. He's not trying to be involved with a prank. He's not doing anything. Now, my man right here with the hat, this guy is six foot five inches, big guy, towering over the Uber driver, the Uber Eats driver. Now, the other guy in the hat is with the guy in the white hat. The guy with the Uber Eats bag is by himself in the mall. Just trying to get his, just trying to do his job. The guy with the white hat is playing an obscene um, phrase on his phone through a translator app. Now, I don't know what the prank was supposed to do. I don't understand the purpose. But the guy is not having any parts of it. He's trying to walk away. Trying to walk away. He says stop. Not once, not twice, but three times. Says stop. The guy is following him with the other guy in the hat, there's one more guy and a cameraman. I think it's four guys following him. He feels threatened. So now. See, he's saying stop, stop, stop. He's batting the phone away. He's trying to walk away. Now we got one guy right here. Big man right here. The cameraman. And I think one more guy is off camera. 
Stop. 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 He's following them now. He's just trying to leave with the order and go do his job. Bang. Take that. So what happened was um, the guy that shot the YouTuber was charged with three different charges. Um, malicious wounding, which is a pretty serious charge in Virginia. I know guys that got that charge back in the day. Um, malicious operation of a firearm. And then also shooting into an occupied building. I know guys that got that charge too. But the guys I know that had that kind of charge, it was much different. It wasn't no YouTube prank. These guys were doing something else, but I digress. So the guy was acquitted by a jury of the two most serious charges, malicious wounding and then the other one. But he was still convicted of shooting his gun into an occupied building. Now, that could carry two to ten years in the penitentiary. However, the guy's lawyer asked that that be set aside and be vacated because it was self-defense. If he's able to get off on the first two charges because self-defense, then the, the last one should be the same thing. So he'll probably get off of the last charge because he was acquitted of the first two charges. Now, there shouldn't have been any kind of charges. Now, check it out. What do you guys think? Again, this was a YouTube prank gone wrong. The guy in the white hat who got shot, he's not dead. He's okay. He was injured, but he recovered. He was in the hospital throwing signs up and stuff like that. Dumb stuff. Now, I got to play the, the news clip because you're going to hear from the, the YouTuber's dad. Now, the dad is enabling the boy or the, his son, probably some 20-something-year-old loser some fat slob acting the fool. Like, my thing is, don't do this. Before I get to the dad and whatnot, don't do this. If you want to do pranks, if you want to do YouTube content with people, ask their permission. Ask for consent. Do not harass random people. Some may say that it was too much of a reaction. It was too over the top. That's fine if you have that opinion. But... It doesn't matter because the way you can avoid getting hurt is by leaving people alone. Don't harass people. Don't mess with them. If I say stop, I want you to stop. If I say leave me alone, leave me alone. Don't follow me and harass me. I don't know what's going on. You six foot five towering over the guy trying to do his Uber Eats job. I don't got no time. Bang. Leave people alone. If you want to do a skit, if you want to do a prank, ask for my consent. Ask for me to be part of it. Don't just run up on me and harass me. Leave me alone. That's a good way to not get deleted. Luckily, the guy didn't die. He just got injured because that, that could have ended a lot worse. He could be stretched out right now, six feet deep, for real, for real. Now, let's hear from the, the guy's daddy. Tonight, Fox 5 is a Skip ahead a little bit here. Self-defense. Today, the Loudoun County Commonwealth's attorney says the force used by Kali, they believe, did not match, match the threat he faced. Cook's father, Jeremy, agreed with that, but disagreed with some parts of how the Commonwealth's attorney prosecuted its case. Where's the line where it became a life-threatening situation where he had to use deadly force? Now, this is the prankster's dad, Tanner Cook, okay? 
the the shooter, the the Uber driver, the guy defending himself, his name is Alan Coley. This is the prankster's father, Jeremy Cook. If you see that line that was crossed, then you can think like that. But if you watch the video, at no point do you go, oh, there's where it became a physical point where this guy had to defend himself. That, that, that never happened. Totally ridiculous. My man, you are enabling your son. Your son probably like 28 years old, eating Cheetos, living in your basement, not doing anything other than YouTube pranks. And by the way, the son, the, 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 the prankster said, and matter of fact, I got to find his age. The prankster said he's going to continue to do these YouTube videos. His channel is still up on YouTube. Now you got Russell Brand getting demonetized. You got other guys being kicked off of YouTube. I think that a guy who got um, shot and almost deleted for harassing the person should also be removed from the platform. I, I would think that's the case. And again, some may say that it's too much. It's an overreaction. But the best way to avoid getting hurt is don't harass people. If it was me, would I put my gun? Maybe not. First of all, if it's me specifically, I understand what these guys do. It would have been a prank obvious to me because that this, this is what I do. So I see this kind of stuff all the time, but that's just me. Okay. If you're a regular person, just minding your business, trying to work, you don't know what's going on with this person. They, they following you, harassing you. I don't know what you want. So bang, take that. Leave me alone. Stop. Leave me alone. Boom. That should be, you, you shouldn't continue to harass somebody when they say stop. And if you do, don't get mad at the results. Now, fast forward. If it's me and I'm saying, nah, I'm good. Y'all y'all doing pranks. Y'all leave me alone. And they still on me, camera on my face. Now we can fight. Now we can fight. And if I stomp you in the wine, don't go crying to the police. Okay? I, I said leave me alone. Don't follow me. Don't harass me. Don't crop my space. Now we're going to fight. That, that hat going to get turned from white to red, and it's not my fault. It's your fault because you harassed me. And I'm no big tough guy. I'm not trying to be like, oh, I'm some kind of big bad guy. I just don't like being harassed when I tell you not to. And I'm like, hey, I'm, I'm going to be nice and smooth. I'm a, I'm a smooth guy. Hey, man, now nah, I'm good. Y'all pranking. Now nah, I'm straight. And you want to keep on harassing me? Okay, now let's fight. But some people may feel like they are at a disadvantage so I'm going to equalize it. If it's four guys on one guy, the gun is justified. Now, he could have done a Charleston White. That could have been one thing. You know, Charleston White, you guys may know who that is. Pepper spray, all, all these Batman gadgets, pepper spray, taser, knife. Could have gave him a buck 50 right here. Could have cut his, his whole hat off. Could have given him a little scalp. Could have cut that, uh, that that ridiculous, backwards, random, nondescript white hat off his head. Could have done that. But hey, this ended well for the prankster. He didn't die, just got injured, and that was it. Again, one more time for the road. More of the story. Leave people alone. Hey, one more thing I got to say. Um, a lot of people want to start YouTube. They want to become YouTubers and they think that they got to do stuff like this. They got to do pranks on random people. The majority of the pranks that you see, that you like, that you really interact with, that have millions of views, 
the majority of them, nine out of 10 are fake. I'm talking about not just fake. I'm talking about, they have SAG actors, Hollywood actors in them. You see guys in commercials, they would go from a commercial set to do on a YouTube skit. You think that it's real, but it's not real. The most notoriously fake things on YouTube and Facebook are those gold digger pranks. Have you seen those? Where it'd be a guy trying to talk to some girl and he um, is getting rejected and then he goes back to his car and she pulls up on him saying, hey, I didn't know it was your car. And then he's like trying to talk down to her. Those are all, all fake. Here's one video that I saw. Um, and I got to show you guys this. I knew it was fake from the beginning. So I recognized some people in it. Okay. Um, there was a mom. And um, yeah, matter of fact, there was a mom in a school. And she took a, a pride flag off the wall. All right. But it's fake. Let me see if I can find that. Yeah. Here we go. Hold on. It's let's let's play it right here. Here we go. So have, have you seen this video right here? Let's put it on the screen. This video. Wait, wait. Not. Wait, what are you oh. doing? Not. Not. Oh, so I can't. I am not paying my dare you. I am Mom. not paying my tax. Mom. This was 100% fake, and I knew it from the beginning. I recognized her, the lady in the dress. I recognized her 100%. I've already seen her before in other stuff. Okay? So if you saw, if you see videos like this, they're fake. She's also in skits where they're on the airplane, and she's talking to some white guy about something about the overhead pet storage. That was fake, too. And it was so obvious because the guy, the guy was like, looking like James Dean, one of these old handsome guys from the Hollywood. It's like, why would a guy like that just be in this environment? It's like, come on, man. This guy is straight from central booking. A lot of what you see online is hundred percent fake. My point behind saying this is these YouTubers try to get famous from doing pranks on actual real people, not knowing that the majority of the actual popular pranks are fake. It's like trying to actually um, do real um, uh, um, wrestling moves and hurt somebody when the most popular stuff is scripted drama and they're trying to minimize damage. It's not really real. You see what I'm saying? I mean, guys can get injured in WWF, WWE, whatever, but you're not going to really punch somebody in the face or you see what I'm saying? Like it's scripted drama. That is most popular form of entertainment, not real stuff. But I digress. And you know what? When you do scripted drama, the, the danger of you getting deleted goes down dramatically. Isn't that something? When you actually ask people, hey, do you want to be in this skit? Hey, I'll pay you. <laughs> but I digress. If you like what you're hearing so far, please give the video a thumbs up. Like the video, share the video, do all that good stuff. That'll help me out tremendously. And don't get me started on AI. That's a whole different ballgame right there because now we got fake songs. You got to fact check anything you see. If you see it in person, you got to fact check it. 
on the internet, you got to fact check it. And if you hear about it, like if somebody tells you, hey, I heard about a thing on the internet, and then they tell you secondhand, go investigate and fact check, please. Because I've seen so many rumors get spread like that. So many fake things get spread like that. It's crazy. It's totally crazy. And then I get called the, the, the Debbie Donner when I say it's fake. And then I'm nine times out of 10 right about it being fake. And sometimes I get fooled too. I, I got fooled one time about the, the, the girl with the baby. I was trying to be nice. My, my heart knew that it was not real. I was trying to be nice. But no, you got to fact check everything. Let's keep on rocking and rolling here. And if you like what you're hearing so far, please give the video a thumbs up. Like the video. Share the video. Do all that good stuff. That'll help me out tremendously. Now, Diane Feinstein has passed away. R.I.P. Diane Feinstein, uh, 1,000 years old. I mean, 90. What was she, 90 years old? Um, but Diane Feinstein, truthfully, has been gone for a long time. When they wheeled her in to Congress after she had a medical episode, when she, she fell or something, almost died right there. I'm like, this is crazy. Why must you be in power for so long? Why must you be here for so long to where you get you show up like this? I mean, come on. We can't live forever. We're not all going to be um, spry and youthful and active our entire lives. You have a retirement system. You don't have to actually work. You're worth millions of dollars. There's no reason for you to actually be doing all this extra stuff. So what are we doing exactly? Why must you be in office for so long? And she voted the night before she passed away. All right. The night before she voted in, on the Senate floor. Now, my question is, at what point did she die? Did, like, it, was she a sound mind at the point where she voted? Remember when they uh, they made her vote? Hold on. I got to find that right quick. Remember when they made her vote? They were like, just, just say I. Just, just, just do it. Hold on. I got I to gotta bring that up. Not only do we need term limits, um, we need cognitive function tests. Note the presence of a quorum. We will now watch this. Now vote to report the defense appropriations bill favorably subject to amendment. The clerk will call the roll. Senator Feinstein. Um, you say aye. Pardon me? Aye. Yeah. Uh, I, I would like to support a yes vote on this. Um, it provides $823 billion. That's an increase of $26 billion for the Department of Defense. And the, it funds priorities submitted. Yeah, just say aye. Okay, just aye. Aye. <laughs> Thank you. So they're telling her what to say. Like, she's, like, giving the whole speech about what's going on. They're like, look, just say I. Just, just you know what I mean? Now, if you got to be coached like that, why are you a senator? Why are you, why are you even here? What are we doing? I don't understand. It, it makes no sense. And this was what? This was when? When was this? This was July 27th. So what about uh two three about two months ago? 
and now she's gone. Crazy, totally crazy. Like I said, we need not only uh, term limits, but cognitive function tests. If you can't vote by yourself on the Senate floor, maybe you shouldn't be a senator, John Fetterman. If you can't even understand what's being said to you without it being translated onto an iPad in real time, maybe you shouldn't be a senator. If you can't even put on a pair of pants and some shoes, maybe you shouldn't be a senator. Just maybe. I'm I'm just saying. Okay? I'm just saying. And somebody says, Pelosi and Schiff are to blame. I'm with you on that. But also, if you voted, not any, not you guys, you were never for, for um, for, um, what's her name? Uh, um, Feinstein, you wouldn't, you wouldn't vote for her. But anyone who voted for Dianne Feinstein needs to be held accountable. Anyone. Because she's been in decline for a very long time. Now, remember this little scene with Lisa Murkowski? Remember this? Hold on. Because you guys might have forgotten this part right here. Uh, you know, you remember. Pepperidge Farms remembers. Remember this? Now, what's going on here? Some bully action. Now, this is uh, Lisa Murkowski, Republican, getting cornered by Dianne Feinstein. And this look does not look very happy. What do you think Ms. Feinstein is saying to Lisa Murkowski right here? This might have been a couple years ago. I'm not sure when this was. This was kind of not long ago. So, Dianne Feinstein, 90 years old. Has been gone really for a while. Has been kind of like not there for some months, maybe even some years now. Just now, died in office. And I think we all knew that she would croak in office. Now, somebody else might croak in office too. The big guy. No, 10 for the big guy. What if he kicks the bucket in office? Oh my goodness. That would be chaotic. Chaotic. And look, if they don't put Gavin Newsom in there, they need to get him in there right now. <laughs> like, I'm, I wouldn't want him in there right now, obviously, but they need to do something because he might not make it. He might not make it. You see him on stage, he looks terrible. She looked terrible before she passed away, and so does he. All these John McCain-type individuals, look, man, you should be able to enjoy your youth. I mean, not, not your youth. <laughs> what am I saying? Enjoy the rest of your days with those around you, your family members, with young people that are around you, your grandkids and whatnot. Enjoy that. She's got kids and grandkids and enjoy that life rather than being 90 years old, still having to go to Congress. Now, here's something else I didn't mention. Wasn't there a Chinese chauffeur that she had? A Chinese, uh, there was a rumor about her having a Chinese agent um, around her. I don't know about that. I didn't mention that in my videos. I ain't want to spread that. But um, there was a Chinese spy work for her. Remember this? This is a news article from back in 2018 on CBS. So I'm not spreading misinformation. Remember this? Details surface about Senator Feinstein and the Chinese spy who worked for her. Let's watch this right quick, shall we? And hopefully we don't get no ad. All right. Is it going to play or not? Nah? But yeah, there was a Chinese spy. So new details emerged on Wednesday about a, how a Chinese spy 
managed to stay by Senator Dianne Feinstein's side for nearly 20 years. All right, now, is she compromised by the Chinese Communist Party? Is that why she was in office until she died? Because they made her do that? Like, what kind of dirt do they have on her? You can't go back to just playing with your grandkids or whatnot because we got dirt on you? What's going on? And, of course, it was in the Bay Area. Remember, your main man got caught with Fang Fang, Yum Yum. What was his name? Um, Swalwell from same area, same thing. Bang Bang, Yum Yum. Fang Fang, that's what, that's what that name was. I'm not, I ain't making that up. Fang Fang. Talk about some stereotypical Grand Theft Auto type. <laughs> like Fang Fang, really? Is that your name? Hold on. Let me see if I can find the Diane Feinstein um, spy kerfuffle. Area is a hotbed for Russian and Chinese espionage. Late last year, the Fed shut down the Russian consulate in San Francisco. You may remember that thick black smoke billowing from the building before the Russian diplomats turned it over to the U.S., presumed to be burning documents. Well, now, all eyes are on Chinese intelligence in the Bay Area after Politico reported last week that a staffer for Senator Dianne Feinstein turned out to be a Chinese spy reporting back about local politics. Today, the Chronicle has uncovered details. Citing an unnamed FBI source, the Matiran Ross column revealed the Chinese spy was Feinstein's driver, who also served as a gopher in the Bay Area office and was a liaison to the Asian American community. He even attended Chinese consulate functions for the senator. Feinstein, who was the chair of the Senate Intelligence Committee at the time, was reportedly mortified when the FBI told her she'd been infiltrated. Investigators reportedly concluded the driver hadn't leaked anything of substance and Feinstein forced him to retire. Former FBI agent and KPIX5 security analyst Jeff Harp says he's not surprised. Think about I got a question. Why is a chauffeur going to Chinese consulate functions for a senator? How does that really make any, how does that really jive? It's like, okay, I know you're my chauffeur, like driving Miss Daisy, but go to the Chinese consulate function in my stead. What type sense that make? about Diane Feinstein and what she had access to. You know, one, she had access to the, the Chinese community here in San Francisco, great amount of political influence. Two, Diane Feinstein, correct me if I'm wrong, still has very close ties to the intelligence committees there in Washington, D.C. Harp ran counter espionage for the FBI in the Bay Area and says in addition to traditional political intel and diplomatic secrets, Bay Area spies are often focused on things like R&D, technology, and trade secrets. They also have an interest in, you know, the economy here, you know, how to get uh, political influence here, what's being developed down in Silicon Valley that has dual-use technology. All of that is tied here to the Bay Area. And he says, like in many areas, when it comes to counterintelligence and espionage, the Bay Area is a trendsetter. As the Bay Area goes, so does the nation when it comes to technology. All right, so that's Diane Feinstein and her spy. Now I got to find uh, Eric Swalwell, um, Fang Fang. Let's see what's going on with that right quick. Um, let me see if I can find it. I mean, I see stuff about it, but uh, hold on. Here, here we go. A bombshell new report says a suspected Chinese spy. Tar new reports. I mean, look, look, do you see her? <laughs> they, they got him, didn't he? I mean, that's like something you see on the dating app. It's like a spam page. <laughs> it's like, my man, you think you, you think that you are really going to be able to get with her and it ain't going to be no funny business going on. 
either she's going to be a man or a spy. Either way, you need to just, you know, hold your horses. It says a suspected Chinese spy targeted California politicians. And one of her biggest targets was Bay Area Representative Eric Swalwell. KPIX 5's Andrea Borba live at the Chinese consulate in San Francisco to break it all down, how it worked. Andrea? Well, this spy was allegedly a student who had close contacts with people here inside the Chinese consulate until she left the country about five years ago. This woman, Christine Fang, a Chinese national, was a student at Cal State East Bay and president of the Chinese Student Association. The FBI says she was also a spy who was trying to cozy up to Bay Area politicians, the mayor of Fremont, volunteering for Ro Khanna's campaign, and even a young congressman, Eric Swalwell. San Jose State Professor Dr. Carthy... Ro Khanna, too. Okay, Ro Khanna, I see you. Uh, okay. I see you, Ro Khanna. All right, I understand. Saska Kumar says this form of spycraft is common. These were individuals who were important in local politics, but... So that's, that's what's going on right now, D.C. politics. Okay, we got a lot of Bay Area uh, spies, Chinese spies. You got Dianne Feinstein getting infiltrated by her probably male driver. And then you got Eric Swalwell getting infiltrated by this pretty young lady from China, Fang Fang. Okay, and Ro Connor probably too. That's what's going on. That's that's D.C. for you, D.C. politics, which is why federal government sucks so much. But I digress. If you like what you're hearing so far, please give the video a thumbs up, like the video, share the video, do all that good stuff. That'll help me out tremendously. Yeah, you got male and female honeypots, 100%. Okay, obviously, the Fang Fang lady was attractive, but what about Diane Feinstein's driver? They didn't show him, probably a male, because why is a chauffeur going to consulate events in her stead. I was like, what, how does that really, you know, vibe with the other thing? 20 years with one driver. Come on. We know what's going on. We don't got to really be that uh, naive to understand what's happening, but I digress. Let's keep on rocking and rolling here. Shall we? Let's keep on rocking and rolling. And speaking of rock and roll, rock and roll hall of fame. I think Tupac is in the rock and roll hall of fame. Let me check right quick. Rock and roll hall of fame. Um, yes, he is in the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. Absolutely. He got inducted in 2017. Um, now, Tupac, Tupac Shakur, what a, a world famous rapper, got uh killed in 1996, September. I'll never forget it. I'm 12 years old. I'm in the seventh grade, I think. And I remember him getting shot. First, when he got shot. He was in the hospital for a long time, like seven days. Well, not a long time, but he didn't die right away. He was in the hospital, and I thought he wasn't going to die because he had been shot in 1994. I remember that, too. He got shot in New York in 1994 and didn't die. That was a famous incident. That's kind of what started the East Coast, West Coast thing because uh, Pac thought that he got set up by Big. But what happened was that Pot was involved with some guys on the street he shouldn't have been involved with in New York. He was involved with Haitian Jack, all these guys that he shouldn't have been involved with, guys that were way too beyond the music industry. And Tupac uh, was not a street person. Tupac was a, a, um, a, an actor. Tupac was a theater kid. Okay, can we play? Uh, what, what I'm going to do right now is play you a video of Tupac dancing with Jada Pinkett Smith. And in my video, I mentioned her. And there was some confusion about that. Understand this. 
Jada Pinkett, Will Smith's wife, is still right now today in love with Tupac. He's been dead for 27 years. 1996, Tupac died. He was 25 years old when he died. She is in her 50s by now, and she's still in love with Tupac. Been married to Will Smith. Her and Will Smith have kids who are Tupac's age when he died. I think their oldest boy is 25 or right around that age. Matter of fact, let me see. What's the um the girl Willow? What's her? How old is she? Like 22? And Jaden. Jaden is how old? 25. So again, Will Smith and Jaden Pinkett's oldest son is the same age Tupac was when he died. That's how long she's been loving this guy. And look, she hates Will Smith. She really does. When Will Smith put out a book and put it on Instagram, Jada posted an old poem that Tupac sent her back when he was living. Now, Will put out something about Jada very nice recently on Instagram. What did Jada do? She posted a video of her and Tupac dancing to Will Smith's first smash hit song, Parents Don't Understand. It's like, do you hate this man? She hates Will Smith and still loves Tupac. So when I mentioned her, I was talking about that. Anything Tupac related, she's going to be over the moon. Now that they found somebody that is linked to Tupac's uh, death, She's going to be all to pieces emotionally because of all the feelings coming back. That's why she hates Will Smith. Now I want to play that video of Jada and Tupac. Uh, so you can kind of see what kind of person he was. This, this street kid thug life. It's all fake, all fake. I said it before I said it before. Um, a lot of what you see on the internet television is fake. It's not real. You see these big tough guys. It's all it's not real. It's all pretend. Now, I'm going to turn the sound down because I don't want to get a strike here. I might play a little bit of it so you get the idea of what's happening. All right. But this is them. I'm not quite sure when this was. Probably like in the late 80s, early 90s. So that's Tupac right there dancing. So when you see a, when you see a young theater kid with high waters, and a black tank top dancing like that, you're not going to think thug life, ride on my enemies. You're not going to think that kind of stuff because that wasn't him. He was an actor. And what happened was he got caught up in the, in the, in the role. He was in a movie called juice. You guys may have seen that back in the early nineties. He played a character called, what was that? Bishop. He became Bishop in his real life. He was method acting and became that in his real life. So then, rather than being a theater kid, dancing like he was, kind of soft, kind of soft-spoken, he became big, tough, thug guy. All right? That's what happened. Now, this, this kid right here, that's who Tupac was. Tupac was from New York City, then went to Baltimore, then he went to California when he was already like 18 years old. So West Side, thug, throwing up, blood, crit, whatever, that you don't become a gang member at age 18, 19. You become a gang member when you were a little boy, like eight, nine years old. You don't become an adult 
moved to California and in your early 20s become a gang member. That's not how that works. He was an actor. Heath, it's Heath Ledger as Joker. That's him. But I digress. Jada posted this in response to something nice Will Smith posted. I still love Tupac. I hate you. And we're going to dance to your first hit song from the 80s. <laughs> I mean, a complete mess. Now, they found somebody. They've arrested somebody that was involved with Tupac's death. Now, the streets know the story about Tupac, how he died. Normies may not know the story. The streets know. I've been known for a long time. It's no secret. There's all kind of music videos. There's documentaries. There's podcasts. There's a book. There's everything about this. Let me, let me tell you the story. If you don't know, and if you didn't hear my video, I'm going to just re rehash. So 1996 in July, Tupac is signed to Death Row Records. Now, let me pull up a picture. Uh, Death Row back then. Uh, who was on Death Row Records and the whole thing. Shook Knight and Snoop and everybody. All right. So here's one of the more iconic images. This, this is pretty much what I remember from, from those times. Okay. This is what I remember from those times. Now, what you have, you got Snoop Dogg, obviously, he's still around and kicking. These guys are like mega, mega stars. Dr. Dre, megastar, Snoop, megastar, Suge Knight is, is Suge Knight still living? I think he's locked up. But Suge was like the, the leader of the actual label. Suge was in control of the label to the point where, at one point, Snoop was... All, all of Snoop's belongings was in Suge Knight's name. His house, his car, everything was in Suge Knight's name. But then you have Tupac. Now, originally, Tupac was not on death row. What happened was Tupac got locked up for sexual assault. Allegation, true or false, I don't know. Pac was locked up. And then Suge came with an offer to get him out of jail. And it's like, okay, I'll get you out of jail. Come to death row. So then he goes to Death Row and he goes more into the gangster rap mode. Before Death Row, he was more into the conscious music, Brenda's Got a Baby, all the kind of stuff like that, right? Then he kind of Death Row. One of the first songs was with Casey and JoJo, How Do You Want It? Real graphic and sexual, right? That's what happened with Tupac. He was in jail and got freed by Suge Knight and he came to Death Row Records, not like 1993. So he was doing that for a long time. They're on the label. Now we're in California dealing with L.A. politics, street politics. Obviously, you're dealing with L.A., you're dealing with gang stuff. Now, Suge was Ma Paru blood, or at least affiliated. And a lot of the people in Death Row Records that were not famous, just the, the hangers-on, the people that were just around doing stuff, they were also Ma Paru. Now, you're in L.A., you got the Crips still, Okay. And what happened, and kind of a, 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 a condensed version, I don't want to get into Puff and Von Zip and all these guys. What happened was, you see these chains that they're wearing, these, uh, these death row chains, these pendants? A lot of death row artists had those chains on, and there was a bounty on the chains. From So the, the Crips put a bounty on it, and if you were able to get one of those chains, you could get paid, basically. So what happened was, one of the lesser-known guys from Death Row 
by the name, a guy by the name of Trayvon Lane. He was by himself one day in a, a Southside Crip named Orlando Baby Lane Anderson and his fellow gang members approached him. They jump him, beat him down, take his chain. That's 1996, July. Now, by this time, Pac had been on death row for quite a while, making a lot of songs, really entrenched into it. Now he's, you know, thug life, got that tattoo on his stomach. He is affiliated, my poverty blood. I don't think Pop ever necessarily became part of the, you know, but he was affiliated. So if you with him, you with him. Anyway, let's fast forward past July and go to September 1996. There is a Tyson fight in Vegas. Pac is there with a lot of death row people. Suge was there. My man right here in the bottom center, he was there. Um, Dre and Snoop, I don't know. Snoop might not have even really been there at that time. He might have been on No Limit. That's a whole different story. But Master P, No Limit, that's a whole different story. But anyway, Suge was there. Pot was there. Matter of fact, hold on. Let's get to that picture right quick of Suge and Pot in the car. Now, um, the guy that got jumped for his chain from death row, Trayvon Lane, he spots the guy who jumped him, Baby Lane. He spots him by himself in Vegas. So what he does is he calls Tupac and other um, Tupac and other Mod Pabu Bloods to go jump the guy back. So that's what happens. They they jump him. Now here's a picture. Let me zoom in a little bit. There's Suge and Pac in the car. You see the timestamp nine eight ninety six. That is right when. This is probably the last picture of Pac in the car with Suge. Now, they jump Baby Lane in the MGM in Vegas. There's footage of it. It's crazy. They're stomping them. They, they basically jump them in retaliation for the guy getting jumped back in July. Now, what happens is Baby Lane decides to get some of his uh, Southside Crip guys in the Cadillac, including his uncle, Keefe D. We'll get to him in a minute. So they perform a drive-by on Pac and Suge. Pac gets killed by Baby Lane. Suge is hit in the head with bullet fragments, but he doesn't die. He just gets injured from the fragments. So some say that Suge set him up. Well, Suge was in the car. Suge could have easily got killed himself. So it wasn't Suge. What happened was... Baby Lane killed Tupac because Tupac just jumped him because Baby Lane jumped his friend earlier. This was L.A. gang beef. Nothing more. Than, this, this is usually how L.A. gang beef unfolds. Matter of fact, this is how gang beef unfolds in general, all throughout society, all throughout the country. Especially like in, 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 the, in the black hood, maybe even the Italian mafia too, but definitely in the black gangs, that's how it goes. You did this to me. I do that to you. Now I'm going to kill you. That's how it goes. Or it could be simple as you do something to me, I'll kill you right now. Stop on my shoes, I'll kill you right now. But it was L.A. gang beef. Now, Trayvon, not Trayvon Lane, pardon me, Baby Lane, the guy who shot and killed Tupac in 1996, got killed himself in 1998. Different things. It could have been retaliation for Pac. It could have been some money issues. 
Or again, this guy, Southside Crip, you out there active and banging, you gonna die. If you're gonna die, go to jail or get paralyzed. So you, you, you're gonna get hurt or you're gonna get locked up and you probably end up dead. You're probably gonna be dead by the time you be a teenager. Before 30, for sure, you'd be dead or locked up, either one. So he's dead. So you can't lock him up because he, he's dead. Now, Keefe D, Baby Lane's uncle, snitched. And he gave a proffer statement. And he thought by giving the proffer statement that he would not go to jail. They gave him some immunity from the proffer statement. But... That only applied to certain jurisdictions. Now, what happened was, I think that might have been for L.A. Keefe D now lives in Henderson, Nevada, and Vegas. So he's going on podcasts over the past few years, talking about the situation, talking about being in the car, uh, Baby Lane, talking about Baby Lane and the whole situation, talking about Pot getting shot, talking about Puff and Von Zip and the gun. It's like my man, you don't have immunity. You signed a you 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 gave a proffer. You don't have immunity. So you have some immunity, but not really. You could still be prosecuted by Las Vegas Police Department. Maybe not LAPD for certain things, but you can be locked up and prosecuted for other things. This man wrote a book. <laughs> He's going on Vlad TV, other podcasts. Talking, 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 talking. So now he's locked up. He thought that if he snitched, he'd be okay. No. <laughs> nope. You thought. No. But the story has been known for a long time. This is not a mystery. The story is out there. Basically, long story short, Tupac got killed because of some L.A. gang beef. That's all that it was. The guys that did it were just like regular people. Although, Keefe D says that Puff, obviously now known as Diddy, he was involved, and Von Zip was involved. Von Zip's from New York. That's a whole different issue right there because they could have been involved with Pop getting shot in 1994, New York City at Quad City Studios. I don't know. But that's what happened. So now you got um, Keefe D getting locked up now in 2023 because he loved podcasts so much. There's a lot of guys that get jammed up from podcasts. And guys want to blame DJ Vlad because Keefe D loved going on DJ Vlad for years. Matter of fact, hold on. I'm not going to play no DJ Vlad because he loves to copyright strike everybody. You play one second of a, a video of his, he'll, he'll give you a, a strike. But I'm going to show you a thumbnail. Keefe D right there. That's him. All right. Now, look, you see the, the topics. Talking about Tupac, Shug, Biggie, Easy E, Mike Tyson, Orlando Anderson, everybody telling on himself. He's giving the police all they need. Everything. So now he's locked up. And he probably won't come home anymore. But hey, it is what it is. So shout out to Keefe D, shout out to Vlad TV and all the other guys. And I'm going to close that with this. If you like to commit crime or you've been involved with crime before, I suggest you don't talk about it unless you know you can't go to jail for it again. If you've been locked up for it 
and you've already served your time, talk about it. Talk about whatever you got locked up for and served time for. Don't talk about things you've not been locked up for yet because you're not out of the clear because Keefe D never got locked up for Tupac's murder. You see, a lot of the old mobster guys talk about what they did before because they've already been in jail. If you've been in jail for 30 years and served your sentence, at that point, you could talk about it because you've already, you're not going to go to jail again, which you already served time for. If you rob banks, get caught, go to jail, do 20 years, come home, talk about it. If you robbed banks and never got caught, why would you go on a podcast and talk about robbing banks? Oh, I snitched. I got a proffer. Oh, okay. Cool, cool, cool. But check it out. We still got a way to get you locked up. So now you're going to go. Yeah, my, my thing about it is um, Vlad, Vlad doesn't really, DJ Vlad is the kind of guy who will allow you to go on this platform and say whatever. He got checked on that. He's been doing better with it since because one guy said to him on the on his podcast, you know these guys are dumb. These street guys that commit crime, you know they're dumb. They come on your show and you know they can't say certain things, but you let them say it anyway. You don't give them any kind of prompt or warning to not say it. You don't help them. But some would say that's not DJ Vlad's responsibility. But after that, he started doing it. He was like, well, can you talk about it? Can you talk about it? Before he would just ask you a question and you could say whatever you want to say with no, with no, no stopping. He was like, hey, so, you know, there was a robbery on July 19th, 2004. Were you there? Did you have the gun? Uh, did your friend have the gun in the backpack? It was like police questions. And guys want to go on Vlad TV and talk, and they don't understand any better. They'll go in there and say everything. And then they get jammed up as a result. But, again, is that DJ Vlad's fault, or is it the person's fault for going on there and saying whatever they want to say? Hey, it is what it is. But if you like what you're hearing so far, please give the video <laughs> a thumbs up, like the video, share the video, do all that good stuff. More of the story is don't run your mouth on podcast if you don't want to get locked up for what you did. All right. If you don't mind going to jail, then talk all you want to. All right. And shout out to Jada Pickett Smith. Now you've been able to get a little bit of closure that your long lost love who's been dead for longer than your kids been alive. You have closure now that somebody got locked up for his death. How about that? But anyway, now I don't want to get into the whole thing about the federales being involved and Puff and Von Zip and New York and L.A. And that's a whole different ball of wax, a whole different rabbit hole. I don't know where to go down right now. So let's keep on rocking and rolling. Um, What else do we have here? The Hood Democrat. Did you guys see that? Miss, um, what was her name? Crockett. What, what was her actual name? Let me make sure I'm saying the right thing. Uh, her name is Jasmine Crockett. Okie dokie. So let's check this out right quick. Now this kind of went viral. It was, it was on the shade room and all that kind of stuff. All these, uh, black social media pages talking about, Oh, she did so well. Now my question is, Okay. The, the ghetto-ness aside, where's the substance? You're talking about Donald Trump. This is a Joe Biden impeachment inquiry hearing to see if we're going to impeach Joe Biden. Why bring up Donald Trump? What's he got to do with it? 
now people want to talk about Trump all the time. I was on the the shade room again, and I saw Tyrese talking about um, because Tyrese has an allegation against Home Depot about racial profiling, and in his response to them putting out video that shows that he's lying about it, he's talking about Donald Trump. It's like Donald Trump. Why bringing up Donald Trump was Donald Trump and the Home Depot with you? Was he the one operating the surveillance footage that showed that you were lying? Was he the one that served you at the Home Depot? Was he the cashier? Why bring up Trump? I mean, I feel like Trump is the get out of jail free card for everybody. Okay, my foot hurts today because Trump's a bad person. It's like, what? How did the two things correlate? But anyway, let's watch some of this right here. Um, a lot of people like this, but if you were to ask anybody that liked this, where's the substance, they would not have much to tell you. It, it really wouldn't be much to say because there's not much there. Clearly, let's watch some of this. Put it on the screen right quick. Check it out. Get a little bit of sound. RIP headphone users. Let's watch. Yes, thank you so much, Mr. Chair. Before I begin my questioning, I want to remind everyone that the information recorded in the FBI Form 1023 that my Republican colleagues keep citing is not evidence of anything. This form reflects years old, secondhand, unverified information from a Ukrainian oligarch as relayed to the FBI by a confidential human source. Now, the 1023 she's referring to is about Burisma holdings and all that kind of stuff. Remember, Joe Biden went before the Council on Foreign Relations and bragged about having the prosecutor, Victor Shokin, removed. Victor Shokin was looking into Burisma Holdings and trying to shut them down. Burisma Holdings is where his son, Hunter Biden, was getting paid $50,000 a month. Now, this is an energy company, a gas company. Hunter Biden has no experience in energy at all. Gas, wind, electric, coal, steam, no energy experience at all, yet he's on the board of a Ukrainian energy company getting paid $50,000. And, and the thing about it is he had just been discharged from the military for the crack smoke. So how do you go from being a crack smoker in the military with no energy experience to being on the board of an energy company? And then when you're there getting big bags of money, giving away 10 for the big guy, your dad goes to Ukraine. And remember, at this time, Biden is the special envoy to Ukraine. So he has direct access to Ukraine as the vice president. He goes to Ukraine and says, hey, if you don't fire the guy looking, to, looking into my son's company that he works for, you will not get $1 billion in loan guarantees from the U.S. So, of course, they folded and fired the prosecutor. Therefore, Burisma was left alone and the money kept coming in. 10 for the big guy. So that is in the form she was referring to. So if that's not evidence about wrongdoing, I don't know what it is. You literally threaten the country to fire a guy looking into your son's company that he had no experience with and no business being there. Come on. I mean, one plus one is still two at the end of the day. These unverified secondhand allegations have been repeatedly debunked and undermined, including by the confidential human source who relayed this information to the FBI. The tip recorded in the Form 1023 was thoroughly explored by the U.S. attorney handpicked by Donald Trump, which was Attorney, attorney General William Barr, and the assessment was 
closed. Finally, Devin Archer, Hunter Biden's former business partner who worked with the Ukrainian oligarch in question, told this committee in a transcribed interview in July that he had no knowledge of any such payments allegedly described in this form. Repeating the same lies will not somehow turn them into truths. Kind of like the election that Trump lost. Say it with me. He lost it. Repeating the same lie that he won wasn't going to turn the election around. Again, remember, context. This is the impeachment inquiry hearing for Joe Biden. We're talking about Trump. Why? Why? The lost in this chamber keep pushing lies and lunacy on behalf of a multi-time loser. So if we're going to talk about China, let's go ahead and talk about China. And Now, you see this big pendant right here? That's a Louis Vuitton pendant. It's kind of ghetto a little bit, in my humble opinion, but I digress. Let's talk about the dealings. And let me point out the fact that right now, each of you has admitted that none of you are fact witnesses. We walked in without facts. And unfortunately, because what we say isn't necessarily evidence, we have wasted the American people's time and we are going to walk out of this chamber and we still have no facts that are leading to anything. But let me give y'all a, a little bit of tea while we're here. So... I have a document that I will ask for unanimous consent to enter into the record. It's a fact sheet on President Trump's shady business dealings with the Chinese government. What, did, what are you entering in? A, a record from who? This is from the Congressional Integrity. Congressional uh, Integrity Project, the dark money pack? I, I object. I object to that, too. Of course y'all going to object, but we going to talk about it. What? So, uh, it says... Trump has extensive financial ties to the Chinese government. President Trump collected millions from Chinese government-owned entities while in office. I have the best tenants in the world, President Trump, was well aware of the multi-million dollar lease. Again, this is a Biden impeachment hearing, a Biden impeachment inquiry to see if they're going to impeach Joe Biden. We're talking about Donald Trump and tenants and things of this nature. I don't know how it relates. I'm having a hard time being able to figure it out to Chinese interests. President Trump promised to donate foreign government, government profits while in office, but he donated less than a third of his proceeds from the Chinese government. President Trump maintained three foreign bank accounts while in office, including one in China. President Trump's business with China raised legal and ethical concerns. President Trump, President Xi, loves the people of China. He loves his country, and he's doing a very good job. Let me tell you something. I don't want to talk about what y'all want to act like is some big mystery because we keep sitting here and Professor Gerhardt, just, just to be clear, as my colleagues have even tried to provide evidence, which they're not the ones to provide evidence, have you ever heard them say if since we've been sitting here for I don't know how long? Yes, I, I, um, I've been taking a tally. Oh, okay. Can um, you show? Okay, I'm going to go ahead a little bit and skip forward. Cause you guys are like, I'm gonna get to the point where it kind of went viral a little bit. Let's let's play this, then I'm gonna keep rocking. Then I, what I'm gonna do after I play the rest of this is I'm gonna play where Joe Biden was talking about Victor Shokin and basically bribing the Ukrainian government to have them fire the guy so he would not look into Bruce Mahoding, so he was still able to get 10% from the big guy. Because when you're talking about impeachment, you're talking about high crimes or misdemeanors. And I can't seem to find the crime. And honestly, no one has testified of what crime they believe the president of the United States has committed. Now, curse alert, curse alert, curse alert. But she's about to get a little vulgar, a little teeny bit. But when we start talking about things that look like evidence, 
They want to act like they blind. They don't know what this is. These are our national secrets. Looks like in the shitter to me. Now, of course, he's referring to the classified documents in the bathroom of Mar-a-Lago. Now, again, we're talking about Joe Biden. Joe Biden had documents in the garage with a Corvette. So documents inside of a room at Mar-a-Lago locked in a secure facility or in the garage next to the Corvette, just hanging out, chilling. And Trump was a president who has the ability to do such things, to take documents with him. But when was Joe Biden the president? Like those, um, those uh, documents in the Corvette area in the garage, I think those were taken when he was vice president or the senator, not right now as a president. This looks like more evidence of our national secrets, say on a stage at Mar-a-Lago. When we're talking about somebody that's committed high crimes, it's at least indictments. Let's so that's 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 the general gist of it. Now, what we got to do right now is play what Biden said about the Ukrainian prosecutor, uh, Victor Shokin, because this is really important. If you if you ask me, this is really all that matters. Let's just play this and then go ahead and get him out of here. Let's check it out. Um, I remember going over convincing our team, our <coughs> others, to convincing us that we should be providing for loan guarantees. And I went over, right, I guess, the 12th, 13th time to Kiev, and, uh, and I was going, supposed to announce that there was another billion-dollar loan guarantee. And I had gotten a commitment from Poroshenko and from uh, Yatsenyuk that they would take action against the state prosecutor, and they didn't. So they said they had. They were walking out to press conference. I said, "No, nah. I said I'm not going to. We're not going to give you the billion dollars." They said, "You have no authority. You're not the president." The president said, "I said call him." <laughs> I said, "I'm telling you, you're not getting the billion dollars." I said, "You're not getting the billion. I'm going to be leaving here." And I think it was what six hours. I looked. I said, "I'm leaving in six hours. If the prosecutor's not fired, you're not getting the money." Well, son of a bitch, <laughs> got fired, and they put in place someone who was solid. So, I mean, he's saying it right there. This is, what, 2016. He's speaking to the Council of Foreign Relations in front of a crowd with people there, mic in front of them, on camera. It's not some kind of candid conversation. I don't know I'm being recorded. He admits it right here. He said, if you don't fire the prosecutor, you're not getting the money. Is that not quid pro quo or not? I, I don't, maybe I'm just not really understanding what's going on. And again, the prosecutor was investigating Burisma Holdings. This is where his son worked. He was on the board getting paid $50,000 a month to sit on the board and do nothing because he had no experience in energy. This is a gas company, a corrupt company in one of the most corrupt countries in the world, in the world. So it's like, what are we talking about here? That right there should be, that should be enough. But hey, it's whatever. Bragging about it. That's right, 007 girl. Bragging about it. Boasting about it. <laughs> so, I mean, the evidence is right in front of our eyes. But if you like what you're hearing so far, please give the video a thumbs up. Like the video. Share the video. Do all that good stuff. That'll help me out tremendously. Okie dokie. Let's get to some super chats. Then we're going to get to the calls. The number to call is 434-658-1220. Again, 434-658-1220. Let's get rocking and rolling. And shout out to you guys for being here. Really appreciate y'all. 
Shout out to Pete Sangria who says, someone please tell Jamal Bowman, you're only supposed to test alarms once a month. It's, there we go. Thank you to Angela Chung for being an ABL supporter. Thank you to Eric Quito. And I know I butchered your name and I'm sorry, pardon me, for the donation. Thank you to Boy Kachina who says, engineers instead of lawyers will help. I agree. Thank you to Michael Critchlow who says, Newsmax recently reported that 95% NTF collections are worthless. Is that NFT or NTF? When will people learn that blockchain technology and crypto is a scam? Now, the blockchain can be used for things that are not monetary related, in my opinion. But to think that cryptocurrency and NFTs and all that kind of stuff is going to be anything is, is from the beginning, I knew that it was, it was bogus because you can only, the, the value of these things is only what they are worth in dollars. So why would I buy that? Why would I buy a thing that has no real value? I'd rather buy a stock because a stock is actual ownership in something. But an NFT, what do I have? A JPEG? What do I own? I don't own anything. Same thing with crypto. I don't own anything. You can flip crypto and make money on it, but it's not really a real thing. In my humble opinion, it's a, it's a way to transfer funds, but it's not a way to actually, it's not anything that you own. At best, crypto is a transfer protocol, but it's not like a stock where you actually own something. You could transfer dollars with it. That's all. But you got to have dollars for it to work. Anyway, shout out to Monique Price, who says automation is going to make this issue 100% worse. Absolutely. Thank you to Cal Denson, who says $20 for an hour for fast food workers here in California. Face palm. Machines will certainly fix this for McDonald's to avoid paying. Correct. Thank you to Martin Santiago, who says that's how the McDonald's on Lenox Road, North Druid Hills, Buford Highway is in Atlanta, bro. Crazy. Yeah, man. It's like they're all over the place. It, you know, people that used to be able to work cashier, all that kind of stuff. Th those jobs are gone. You might have had 30, 40 guys working in the McDonald's at one point. Now you might have a quarter of that because you got the machines doing most of everything. Thank you to Zen Christopharian, who says, five for 15 lasted about five minutes. Right on. Thank you to Jalapeno Ketchup, who says, are you a fan of the movie Idiocracy? Absolutely. One of my all-time favorites. At a certain point, it's a documentary. You know, it, it, it's, it's fiction, obviously. It's not based on anything that happened in reality. But I think that it's ahead of its time. I think that the events in the movie are taking place right now. Shout out to Patch Duress, who says there are a lot of beta males in the chat and in general, not in the chat. Shout out to the chat to quote, this is Lee Peterson. Just love your country rather than love rhino beta males. Y'all know who I'm talking about. By the way, when you going on the weather on the whatever podcast, whenever they invite me, you know, I go on any podcast long as they invite me on with it. Shout out to Patch Duress again for your super chat. Shout out to Lothair uh, media who says, that YouTuber deserved to get shot. Mess around and find out. Sorry, not sorry. I have no sympathy for ignorant people. There you go. Thank you to Z, question mark, who says, Chuck E. Cheese, animatronics, Senator. <laughs> Thank you to AV, to Seven Power, who says, will Jada be connected to the trial? That's a good question. I feel like she's going to be in the trial. She'll, she'll be in the courtroom. She'll most certainly be there because I don't know where they live. I think the Smiths live in L.A., so... Um, Vegas is right there. I'm sure she'll be in the courtroom at a certain point for sure. 
She'd be in the gallery crying like an old widow. <laughs> She'd be in the gallery crying. It'd be crazy. Jada is a nut. But anyway, shout out to you, AV. I appreciate you. Thank you to Lothair who says, it's kind of sad being cut by a dead man. Will just ask for a divorce, bro. Come on, man. Thank you to Cal who says, why did Trump help Snoop out after what he said about him when Trump was partnering his boy, especially after Snoop dissed Trump supporters again? I have no idea. That's a good question. I don't know too much about that. Thank you to Jazz Bass who says, my friend went to Taft High School with Ice Cube. He was a normal, nice guy. He was not a thug. It's all a character. He had good parents also. He's a nice dude. I, absolutely. I and mean, when you see Cube now talking, you, you don't see no thug stuff. All, all that thug stuff was just an image for music. It's not real. <laughs> you know, the, the real Cube, if you ever seen these movies, if you ever seen, well, even on Friday, he was kind of regular, but the real Cube was more like, are we there yet? If you ever seen that movie, you know, a regular dad. And in real life, He's been married for 30-something years. Same thing with Snoop. Snoop was married to the same one for 30-something years. Got kids, playing football, football dad. That's what they do. They're, they're like regular dads. They're not really into the whole, thug thing, the whole thug thing. Tupac especially. Tupac was an actor. He went to drama school. That's what he went. That's what he was raised to do, be an actor. He was not this thug image. He got caught up on one thug character and couldn't get out of character. For the rest of his, until, until he died. That kid Michael Critchlow says Biden stitches on himself like Keefe D, but doesn't go to jail. Where's this? Where's the cry of racism from the left? It's a good question. That kid Tabino who says Barack and Michelle are the only ones with the presidential seal next to the blue check mark on X. Thoughts? Interesting. I've not seen that, but I go check it out and see what's happening with it. Trump, Trump, like Trump should also have that because Trump is not banned anymore on Twitter slash X. So he should also have it, but I'll go check it out and see what's going on. But you guys are the best audience anywhere on these interwebs. The number to call is 434-658-1220. Again, 434-658-1220. Go ahead and call on in. There's also an email in the description. If you want to be right here, bottom left-hand corner of the screen, do not be afraid to call. If Skype doesn't work, if Skype doesn't work right, don't blame me. Blame the white man because it ain't my fault. Let's go ahead and get cracking, rocking, and rolling. All righty. So, yeah, shout out to you guys. I really appreciate y'all. Let's go. 860, you're in the line. I'm speaking to. Hey, Bill. Tiffany Ranger Xbox. How you doing, brother? It's all good, man. What's happening? Oh, nothing much. Uh... Quick, uh, I, w I just want to say a couple of things. Get off here real quick. Give everybody else a chance to talk. Uh, dads, if your son's out doing stupid stuff, it should take a team of surgeons at least a couple of hours to dig that foot out of his backside. <laughs> Period. Do not let your prodigy go off and do stupid things. It's your name he's representing. That father there needs a good knuckle sandwich upside the head. Seriously. I wouldn't, my dad wouldn't tolerate that from me. I know your dad wouldn't tolerate you going out harassing people, you know, and I won't put up with it from my son and my son wouldn't do it. He's a good kid anyway. And, uh, the reason why these Washington DC politicians can't retire is they're so afraid that if they do, their crimes will come out that they would line the streets Pennsylvania Avenue with the gallows for the treason 
And that's why they got to stay there until the moment they die. They can't leave because of all the crimes and treason they're involved with. It just came out that over 60,000 government emails, the Chinese hacked. <laughs> I mean, we've got a bunch of incompetent clowns running this government. We really do. We Trump needs a clean house. Anyway, that's all I got for you, brother. God bless you. Great show. Uh, let's get our country back, America. Y'all take care. Bye. Thank you for the call. Appreciate you. All right. Great call. And shout out to you guys. Really appreciate y'all. You guys are the best audience anywhere on these interwebs. Let's keep on rocking and rolling. Now, when Nate, you're in the line, who am I speaking to? All right. Maybe I didn't answer quick enough there. All right. Let's go. You're in the line, speaking to 317. Hello. Yes. Yes. Hey, I wonder if you could do the world a favor and put the video of Joe Biden telling everybody that we put together the most exclusive and extensive voter fraud organization in the United States history. The one that's on before the show, 2000 Mules, that Dinesh D'Souza has got. You know what video I'm talking about. Um, I'm not quite sure. I may have seen that, but I can't really remember. It, 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 he, it was on October 24, 2020 on YouTube, on a site called Crooked Media, about 19 minutes, 19 seconds in it, Joe Biden looks at him and says, look, we're in a situation where we put together, I think, and, and then he starts stuttering and says, and, 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 and you guys did it for the past administration, the Obama administration, but we put together, I think, the most exclusive and extensive voter fraud organization in the United States history. You haven't seen that? I'm surprised everybody doesn't play that. Every time that one of you guys has an audience, that should be something that you guys should put out there every day. What did Joe Biden say? Who's the we have put together? You guys. Who's the you guys? Nobody's asked Joe about that at all. Why? That's a good question. You haven't seen it? I don't you really. See I, Dinesh, I, well, I did, I did seen, not. Well, hold on. I did not say I didn't yep. see it. I said that I can't really remember at this moment. I may have seen it, but I don't really remember. Could you imagine uh, somebody saying we put together the most exclusive and extensive voter fraud organization in the United States history and, 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 and nobody's saying nothing about it. And he's setting in, in as a selected president, not elected, selected. What all the, we put together the most exclusive and extensive voter fraud organization in the United States history. Think about that. He said it. All righty. You should show that every day. Am I live right now? You're live. Wow. Cool. Because I can't see anything on my on my phone or anything. Yeah, but yeah it's, it's a delay. So it I've won't showed that up. video. I've showed that video to about 100 people. And out of the 100 people, there's only been maybe five that have said that they've seen it. And I've showed it to probably way over 100 people. Okay. Joe Biden, Joe Biden said, we're in a situation where we put together, I think, and you guys did it for the past administration, the Obama administration, but we put together, I think, the most exclusive and extensive voter fraud organization in the United States history. Like, he's got something I, I to compare it to, too. I, I got you your point. You know what I'm saying? I got your point, boss. Thank you for the call, man. I definitely he, appreciate you. Demon crafters have been, been cheating forever. Right on. The Demon crafters, that's their name. That's their true name, the Demon Crafters. Right on. Thank you for your call, man. I appreciate you. All right. Shout out to the caller. 
I guess I got the message. I got to find that video and play it, right? So shout out to my man for the call. I appreciate him. Let's keep on rocking and rolling. 859, you don't lie. Who am I speaking to? How's it going? Join the show, man. Join the show, man. Hey, it's all good, boss. Can't complain. Oh, heck yeah, man. Me, LaVere Mordred. I'm just uh, working both jobs as usual. Decided to step out just to get the phone call in, man. And uh, talk about the whole minimum wage thing, man. People don't realize, you know, when inflation comes around, it's like two steps forward and two steps backward. It's only a temporary fix. And that's the problem is a lot of these people who uh, work with all these minimum wage jobs, those skilled jobs, they're the ones being screwed by the government. Really, you got to pay attention to your taxes. I think that's the major problem, man. You got our government, you know, funding Ukraine, all this money to Ukraine, but giving no money to Hawaii, giving no money to New York, giving no money to our own people. That's the problem. Is these taxes are killing us. And that's why our country was made by fighting against taxes. Heck, we're probably getting more, ta- we're getting more taxes compared to Europe. And that's kind of sad to say, man. Yeah, that's definitely pretty all sad All these minimum wage workers. Sorry, man. <laughs> we're up to you, bro. But all these minimum wage workers, instead of just protesting for fight for 20, they should be fighting the government saying, you shouldn't be taxing me for this money. You know? Right on. And all these government programs, they're not helping people out, man. They're making everything worse. Absolutely. Yeah, taxation's fed, man. No taxation without representation, man. I'll talk to you later, bro. Much love, man. I'm enjoying the show. I'm going to keep on watching, bro. Thank you for the call, man. Definitely appreciate you. Hell yeah, man. And hell Satan. Bye. Not hell, Satan. We don't, we don't do that over here. Shout out to my man for the call. Let's keep on rocking and rolling. 918, you're on the line. Who am I speaking to? Hey, what's up, AB? It's David Scotch from Oklahoma. How you doing, buddy? It's all good, man. What's going on? I don't know. Sorry, I called a little bit ago, and I hit the wrong button when I was reaching for my phone, so I didn't mean to hang up on you. Oh, it's all good. Yeah. Anyway, I just got a couple of quick things to say. Uh, first of all, the Republican debates, you know, the second one just happened, like, what, a day or two ago. And uh, I haven't watched either one because, honestly, in my opinion, they're all wasting their time. Hey, Chris Christie, Mike Pence, you know, the Vex getting his 15 minutes of fame. But yeah, they're always in their time. And Trump's out there, like, actually campaigning, you know. He's traveling around, giving speeches, going to see people, working at stores. And, yeah, I mean, he's just killing them. And, yeah, it's just a waste of time for all of them up there in cities. So, I'm not even, I'm not even watching them, and I don't plan on watching any of them. Unless Trump comes back and pretty much Owns all of them, which he would. Yeah, it's it's pretty much over. But then, well, go ahead. I'm sorry. No, nah, I was saying it's it's pretty much over. Like the whole debate process, there's no more purpose of doing it anymore. It's pretty much a wrap. Yeah, yeah. I think the majority of people have already made up their mind. For sure. sure. And uh, secondly, okay, man. Now I'm not a real religious or biblical man. Well, I think 
someone or something is trying to tell us something about New York City, they're going to flush that city down the toilet you know, mm. with all this rain. And you know what? I don't feel bad about it. I'm like, you know what? It probably needs it. It needs a good flushing. You know, get all, get all the crap off the street. Right on. Yeah. Well, that's all I got to say, man. Uh, great show as always. And uh, love you, man. Love the chat. And, you know, RIP Diane Feinstein, even though I was not a fan of hers. She worked for the Chinese spy for years. But anyway. All right, I'll let you go, dude. Thank you for the call, man. Definitely appreciate you. All right, later, man. All right, shout out to my man for the call. Most certainly appreciate him. Let's keep on rocking and rolling. The number to call, 434-658-1220. 412, you don't learn who am I speaking to? Oh, uh, Mr. ATC, what's up, AB? I want to say happy birthday. I missed you last weekend because you wasn't on. Oh, thank you, man. Um, appreciate it. You think this dude that's saying he killed Tupac or he was in the car or whatever, he could be lying, just trying to get famous? Um, nah, because, I mean, why would you why would you lie about a criminal act? Because you're going to go to jail. So I'm not quite sure that. Yeah, but I've heard people lie about crazy stuff. There will always be people lying, trying to say stuff. And he might have thought because he gave some type of testimony to embellish the story and shit. Yeah, no, nah, I don't think I don't think that he lied about that. Because yeah. I mean, it's, like, it's how it's, much it's, money was he getting before he started writing these books and doing these interviews well, and shit? I, I don't I don't know about all that, but it's it's a well known fact who did it and how it happened. Like that's not even really a thing that people debate. Like everybody knows that Baby yeah. Lane did it. It's we got he was on camera getting beat down. Like like everybody knows who did it. Yeah. It's just a matter. It's just a matter yeah, of was like who else was there. Five when he passed, so I was not too much invested into it. I just felt. I done met a lot of liars in my days. I was like, well, and then the thing about it is, he didn't say he was a shooter. Baby Lane, everybody knows who was a shooter. It's just a matter of who was around him, and that's all. Well, um, good night. I guess have a good show. Thanks for the call, man. I appreciate you. All right, bye. Yeah, I mean, some guys they will lie about stuff like that, but. I don't know. I don't know that he probably banked on going to the penitentiary. You know what I mean? But everybody knows Baby Lane did that. That's not even a thing that's up for discussion. That's like, it's like real old news. But there's other things going on that he might be lying about. I will say that. I think we start to bring Puff into it, and that's when he gets a little bit weird. But as far as him being in the vehicle and all that kind of stuff, I think maybe that might be legitimate. Let's keep on rocking. 858, you're on the line. Who am I speaking to? Cool. Hey, ABL. Good evening, sir. All right, man. What's going on? Papa Bear's Moto, Charles from San Diego. Uh, I wanted to call you and tell you my experience at a McDonald's drive-thru, kind of along the lines of your video earlier. Okay. You, man, it is spot-on ridiculous. That the, the lady in the video that didn't speak any English for the interview. Yeah. That is the norm. I mean, I live in a San Diego is very diverse, so mm. there's no real. I mean, unless you're going serious elite, 
serious upscale La Jolla. There's no real white neighborhoods. Everything's pretty much mixed racially. I live in an area that's predominantly Asian, all parts of Asia, though. So Indian and all the different uh, uh, other sort of Asian countries that are more typical, you know, Vietnam, Chinese, that kind of thing. Uh, and in one section of the area, it's a business district, all white collar, Qualcomm, you know, all the, all these guys that are, you know, they get paid well, I'm sure. The McDonald's of that area. Uh, I went through the drive-thru and I had a question. I had a question at the drive-thru that veered off of the menu. Oh, and boy. if that wasn't the most ridiculous conversation, <laughs> I said, can I pay cash if I use the app? Because they're sitting there, and while you're waiting to order, they're advertising, hey, order on the app, order on the app, blah, blah, blah. So I had a question. And this girl, I said, can I pay with cash through the app if I wanted to order through the app in the future? She goes, combo number three? <laughs> no 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 let me say it again i said okay maybe she just missed it because she was so far off nah no she didn't miss it and i said okay i, I kept i kept my cool went to the just ordered my what i wanted food wise <clears throat> went and and went through the line did my thing and said okay you know, there had to be a one-off. It's the drive-through. These people have to converse with people all day long. There's no way. It had to be a one-off, but no. A week later, same girl, same sort of thing. I got so frustrated, I asked for the manager. And he just he just nodded at me. I said, "Come on, man! Don't 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 nod at me, man! Don't just don't just just don't just say okay, okay, okay." You've got to have somebody who speaks English at your drive-through, man. Just all, come on, man. And it, it just, it's not happening. They're hiring individuals that will, I guess, take what is considered low pay, which I don't think is low pay, to be honest. Yeah, and what happens is a lot of times they have the whole family in there. So. Oh, yeah. Yeah, it, it's like. It's not even. It's not. It's not necessarily just about a low pay. It's about okay. We're we're taking this. We're taking the whole store over. We're going to have our jobs for all for ourselves. So if you're a regular person, sixteen year old high school trying to get a job, and you're not part of their family, they're not even going to look at you at all. You might as well just go somewhere else. It's not going to happen. Very likely. Very likely. I worked at a large corporation that some of the departments were similar in that sense where they hired everybody that they knew like uh, all of one department was Filipino. That's because everybody was related. Yep. And, uh, and that, and that's all good. You know, whatever we, everybody's got their hookups, so to speak. And, you know, it was just, I think, I think what was so frustrating was this is the drive through. If they don't speak English, they, they deserve a job like everybody else, but flip a burger, go, go to a part of the, the store that you're not interacting right. with customers constantly. You know, if it was San Isidro, which is basically our border town here, uh, that's literally on the border, then I get it. 
probably 90% of the customers are speaking Spanish. But this is an area where it's, like I said, white collar, all biz- big, big businesses, corporations. That's not who's going through that drive through. I mean, it's just ridiculous, man. It's crazy. Right on. I'm with you. I, I, I don't know if there, I don't know if there's going to be anything. It's going to get worse. I don't know if you're familiar with the whole like. There's been thirteen thousand and fifteen days that have been dropped off at our border here in San Diego, and they're from everywhere. It's not just. Uh, I think there was a big group of Chinese immigrants yesterday. So it's like, where, where are these people coming from? All over the place, everywhere, the whole world. All over the place. The whole world. Well, thanks again, Anthony, or Mr. Uh, Mister Logan, ABL. I just wanted to call in and give my two cents because I saw that video today. That was one of our local news stations that was uh, airing it there. That uh, It was a CBS, which is as left-wing as they get. So it's no surprise that they interviewed somebody speaking Spanish. Mm-hmm. But, uh, you know, because they're... I kind of feel as if they didn't make it as much of an issue on that newscast as they, as it should be. It should be an issue. You know, all of a sudden, I have to know Spanish to go through my McDonald's drive-through if I want to talk something about other than the menu. It's crazy. I don't know, man. I don't know. But uh, yeah, thanks again for all your videos. They're always interesting. I appreciate it, sir. Thank you for the call. Definitely appreciate you. All right, have a good night, man. All right, shout out to the caller. Yeah, man, trying to speak uh, English in some of these places, forget about it. When I was in L.A. some years ago, um, getting into the Uber, no English. Not even a little bit. Like, hey, papi, none, none of that, you know, Dominican, Puerto Rican, just straight Mexican, no English. No, not even trying to not even, not even trying to talk to you or say nothing. Grunts, grunts, not even, like, a little bit of hola, espanol, not, not even, like, basic, don't even really care. I didn't like that. That was a bad impression. I did, I hated L.A. L.A. is not good. Anyway, let's keep on going. 904, you don't know who I'm speaking to. This is Terrence from Jacksonville, Florida. DeSantis. I want to ask you a question. Um, do you believe that Biden may not make it to the election? It's definitely a chance he might not make it. I, it's like a coin toss at this point. So if he doesn't, we still have Nancy Pelosi there. Can she get above the vice president? No. To fill that spot? No. If, if, if the vice president backs out. What do you mean back out? She's never said that she actually wants to run for president. Well, I don't understand what you mean. So are you talking about if Biden doesn't make it to the, like, okay. So if Biden doesn't make it to the election. So before an inauguration, like, I don't, I don't understand what you mean. I'm kind of confused here. What, what, what? Okay. Uh, uh, my apologies. Um, if Biden does not make it, can Congress have a special election and to, to allow Nancy Pelosi 
No, because you got to order. You got to order a succession. You got is vice president, then speaker. It's not. She can't skip over that. If the vice president is not saying that she wants to be president, but that's, that's not her that's, saying. That's, that's not how it works, though. It doesn't matter. That's the order of succession. She would. She would have to resign. Yeah, yeah. She, would, she would have to resign. She can't just not. Nah, she she would get put into the presidency if Biden doesn't make it. She would be the president. Now she might be able to resign. Now at that point, you have the next person up. That'd be, uh, I guess, I'd be the speaker. But that's only if that were to happen. It couldn't. It couldn't just be that Joe Biden doesn't make it, and then Nancy Pelosi steps over Kamala Harris. That can't happen. Yes, yes, and and you're correct on that. And you're correct on that. It's just it's so muddy right now. And um, I actually call with that. Just to hear your voice. I love what you're doing. I love what you're doing, my friend. And, um, but it's, it looks like somebody's trying to put some mud in the water. And I want you to research that. Because it looks like um, Kamala's not stepping up to it. She has no choice. If she's, if she's a vice president, she has no choice. She has to, if, if, if Joe Biden doesn't make it, she's a vice president, she's the president. And there's no, you can't just, the only way around that would be she just resigned. She just said, okay, I'm going to just go home. But she, she hasn't done that now, so she wouldn't do it, you know. Like, you have, you have to cross that bridge when you get to it. She, she could not just get skipped over. That's not possible. That's not the Constitution at all. That would be completely illegal. It would never happen. Okay. All right. Okay. Then I'll, I'll leave you with this. If Trump was not in the race, who do you believe? would be the top standing candidate to be president with the people who are in running right now. Uh, DeSantis would be the next guy I would say would be the, the, the top person. Yeah, I would say that too because I'm in Florida, so I'm yeah. biased. So, <laughs> hey, ABL, love you, man. Thank you. Thank you for the call, man. Appreciate you. Bye now. All right, shout out to the caller. It's a good question because the order of succession is a real thing. You know, it goes, I'm reading it right here. Vice president. So if the, if the president for some reason can't continue, he has to, he, 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 you know, doesn't make it. The next person up, vice president, then speaker, then president pro tempore, the Senate, then secretary of state, secretary of the treasury. That's interesting how that works. Uh, secretary of defense, attorney general, secretary of the interior. You have to, you have to go through a lot to get down that low. I think the lowest you would get would be vice president, maybe speaker, but speaker of the house, that'd be, um, Kevin McCarthy. So Nancy Pelosi, how would she even really be in, you know what I'm saying? I forgot that she wasn't even speaker anymore. It's now Kevin McCarthy. So Nancy Pelosi, how would she even really be? What is Nancy Pelosi at this point? So right now, Kevin McCarthy's a speaker of the house. And then, um, who else? The president pro tempore, the Senate, who is that right now? I guess that would be the it's Patty Murray. I had no idea that was her. Yeah, I only know who that is. The Secretary of State, what's that, Lloyd Austin? Or is he the Defense Secretary? Secretary of State. Nah, Secretary of State, Tony Blinken, ain't it? Hold on. Let me make sure I'm saying the right thing. Yeah, Tony Blinken. Yeah, 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 Secretary of State. And then Lloyd Austin, the Defense Secretary. Um, Secretary of Treasury, Janet Yellen, Attorney General, Merrick Garland, and then Secretary of the Interior, who is that? That'd be uh, Deb Halen. Interesting. Okay. 
All righty. Let's keep on rocking and rolling. The number to call, 434-658-1220. Again, 434-658-1220. Let's keep on rocking and rolling. Let's go to 208. You're on the line. Who am I speaking to? Hey, BL. How are you? This is uh, Marcos. Um, once again, great show tonight, man. Really enjoyed it. Um, I was going to comment on that $20 an hour wage hike in California, but that previous caller kind of got me thinking a little bit there. I'm, uh, I'm sure glad that you, you, you dissected it for us. Uh, because as far as I can tell, Nancy Pelosi's way out of the run. And I think it would go to Kevin McCarthy if something happened to, uh, Kamala, Kamala and Joe at the same time. Correct. Uh, which I don't know, that would probably be almost as bad too. Um, <laughs> If he even still remains speaker after this last little kerfuffle, yeah, um, that's that's turned into a mess. But you know, <clears throat> I am proud of. I don't know if it was Gates or who it was that was doing the the heavy lifting to get that Ukraine bill taken off. But you know, we've sent them enough money. I mean, when do we, when are we going to start investing in America? We've got a border that's a free for all zone. That not one dime or not much to speak of is going down there to secure us as Americans. And we're, we're worried about Ukraine. Um, we're in a recession. And then you got California jacking fast food. I believe people deserve to get paid, but $20 an hour. Can you imagine a big, you ain't going to see no $5 Big Mac. Oh, yeah. You know? that. <laughs> I mean, uh, you know, I just, you know, you're talking about the CVS pharmacy and something else pulling out of these states. You know, I think what would be the fitting for California is if McDonald's would do it. I don't know if they would or not, but uh, if they passed that, that I had to spend that money out of uh, pocket just because California decided to raise the minimum wage, I would pull 90% of my McDonald's out. You know, right. then what they're going to do? Good question. Go somewhere where there's cheaper labor. You know, I think it's time that these companies and, uh, you know, I believe in capitalism. I believe uh, an American has a right to make all the money they want to make. Um, and without uh, states and government trying to tax them to death. So um, that just really sucks that they're doing that because, you know, when California does something, Oregon and Washington State always follow suit every single time. Absolutely. So, right on. Thank God I live in Idaho, so we, have a, a, we still have somewhat of a fighting chance, but it's starting to creep in from all sides. But we're patriots here, and we fight like heck against it. Uh, but I'm afraid it's in, inevitable without something major happening. Yeah, that's that, that's that California virus, man. It's spreading all over the nation, like everywhere. Some of the places you would never expect, it's, it's starting to happen, unfortunately. It is. It is. You know, it really is. Uh, you know, back when, uh, you know, we went viral. My town went viral when uh, BLM and Antifa was burning everything down, doing all this. And I think it was over the George Floyd. It was over something. And uh, they tried to come in here. And we met them on the streets. Thousands of us armed to the teeth. And guess what? There wasn't one broken glass, one graffiti, no nothing. There it is. That's how you do it. Yep, it is. 
YBL, thanks for letting me call in and uh, keep up the good work, brother. Well, thank you for the call, man. Definitely appreciate you. Gotcha. Bye bye. All right. Great call. Shout out to my man. Yeah, man. That's how you got to do it when these, uh, you know, not try, try that in a small town. That's how you do it right there. That's exactly, what, that's exactly what's meant by that phrase. Let's keep on rocking here. 414, you don't lie. Who am I speaking to? Hi, this is Crystal. All righty. What's going on? Okay, so before I forget, I'm a second-time caller, but before I forget, congratulations on your 1 million subscribers. Thank you. I appreciate you. You're welcome, and happy birthday. <laughs> Thank you. You're welcome. So, Jasmine Crockett, when she says, let me give y'all a little bit of tea, that is so unprofessional. Very right? much. Yeah, okay. you're, you're in Congress, ma'am. It's like, what are we talking about? <laughs> like, who says that at work? Oh, my gosh. So, that's embarrassing. <laughs> <laughs> and then, um, do you feel that Keithy D... Do you feel like he was maybe feeling guilty and went on this tour? Like, because he basically told on himself. I think what happened was he thought he had immunity because he gave a, he snitched and gave a proper statement, but that did not give him blanket immunity like, like he thought he did. So he thought he was in the clear, like you talk about whatever, because he sees the mafia guys go on Vlad and talk about stuff like this. But the difference is the mafia guys actually got locked up and served a sentence for the crimes they were accused of, but he never got locked up. All he did was told, but it's not the same thing. So he was just feeling comfortable and he was using that comfort to make money because he had, he had a book and he's doing podcasts and interviews and shows and making that be income for himself. But he didn't realize that he couldn't just talk about whatever. Cause he did not have that immunity. He thought he did. Okay, that makes sense. Because I was like, I was looking at some of the previous interviews, and I'm like, was he guilty? Feeling guilty? Because he, I mean, wow, he went on a tour. Wow. Getting that money, that's all. Wow, and now he's locked up. Mm -hmm. Yikes. And then I wanted to also uh, comment on, well, I'm, I'm an 80s baby as well, and I feel like, what do you think about Joe Biden being the worst president in my lifetime? That's how I feel. Oh, definitely. I don't really see. I mean, even even Bill Clinton wasn't this bad. Obama wasn't this bad. Like Joe Biden is the worst version of Obama. That's that's what I feel oh, like. God. Yeah, he's 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 the worst. Right. He, he he's the weakest link out of the Obama administration. That's Joe Biden. I I agree. Did you see the video when he said, uh, "Let me start off with these two words," and then he says. Made in America. <laughs> <laughs> I saw that. It's like, my man, you can't count basic uh, two to three. Like, what are we doing? I feel like at this point, it from as far as his family, I feel like it's elderly abuse because he needs to step down. Oh, God. He, he does. He does. And everybody can see it. And it's embarrassing. You falling on the ground. It's like, man, I, sit and, right. I shouldn't be seeing the bottom of your shoes while you're on the floor. That shouldn't be what's going on with the president. Right. <laughs> It's so funny. Well, I don't. I, I won't keep you. I didn't get a chance. Yeah, I have to go back and watch the replay of the second Republican debate. Did you watch it? I saw some of like the the highlights and the clips. But I didn't see the entire thing all the way through. Okay, so I'll have to go back and watch it. Okay, well, that was all of my comments for tonight. Thank you. Thank you for the call. Definitely appreciate you. All right. Bye.
All right, so Jamal Bowman, shout out to the caller, great call. Jamal Bowman put out a statement about him pulling the fire alarm. Let's read that right quick. Then we'll get right back to the calls. Let's put it on the screen for you guys. He says, I want to personally clear up confusion surrounding today's events. Today, as I was rushing to make a vote, I came to a door that is usually open for votes, but today would not open. I'm embarrassed to admit I activated the fire alarm, mistakenly thinking it will open the door. I regret this sincerely apologize for any confusion this caused. But I want to be very clear. This was not me in any way trying to delay any vote. It was the exact opposite. I was trying urgently to get to a vote, which I ultimately did and joined my colleagues in bipartisan effort to keep our government open. I also met after the vote with the sergeant at arms and the Capitol Police at their request and explained what had happened. My hope is that no one will make more of this than what it was. I'm working hard every day, including today, to do my job, to do it well, and deliver for my constituents. Peace and love. And that's uh, Jamal Bowman. Because remember, he pulled the fire alarm. And it's like, why'd you do that? Tell me something. I didn't know that it would cause the alarm to go off. And then he had to say, well, the door was locked. It wouldn't go in, so I pulled the fire alarm. Now, when have you ever in your life had to pull a fire alarm to open the door? What kind of that door... DC underground nonsense is this. You're going to push a button on the bookcase to make it do a 360 and you go in that way. Is that what's going on? Or 180? You know what I'm talking about, but I digress. Let's keep on rocking. <laughs> the number to call 434-658-1220. Let's keep on rocking and rolling. Who am I speaking to? 857. You're on the line. Hey, what's going on, man? What's happening? It's going to, it's going to be really quick. Going to be really quick. Hey, uh, why? What is the uh, what is the situation with uh, with the border, man? It's wide open. It's open. It's open. I saw. I played video today of the border agents cutting the razor wire and just letting them on in. Oh, why you think they let them on in, though? What you think is that? Because they're in the razor wire and there's no ability of them to send them back. So no, no, but why, why, they, why they allow them to come in? That's what you think is that? Because they were cutting the razor wire and they had to just... No, open. you don't understand. And, why excuse me, excuse reason? me, sir. You're not, you're not, I answered the question. So you keep asking me the same thing. I'm give you the same answer. So maybe you just not get an answer that you want. But I gave you the answer. So you want to say something else? Go ahead. So why, they, why we allow them, these people to pour into the country? Because the border's wide open. Why you keep asking me the same question? Ask something else. So why, why the border's wide open? Man, look, you go ask something else, like, get to your point. So let, let me, let, no, just, just get to your point. Like you, yeah, I'm, already, I'm, already you know, getting, I'm already getting irritated. Just get to your point and keep moving. So, so my point is that the reason that the borders were open is because, because the Refugee Act. Okay, so Congress passed laws that make easier for them to seek asylum. This has nothing to do with Biden. Okay, so, so, you, so, are you, so you, are you clear so you, on so you, that? So you acknowledge that the borders were open, right? It's not open. You, you just you just said it. You God just said it. it, sir. Sir, you just said it. You just said the reason why the border is wide open is because of the refugee act. You just said it. But so, 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 so are you? So, so, are, so were you lying? Were you lying right then? Are you lying right now? No, I'm not lying because the if the law says you seek asylum, the the government mandatory has to receive you, check you in, see the reason that you come in. Hello. Go ahead. I'm listening. The reason that you come in, that means the board is not open. The board is not open. If you, get, if you come in and you have no reason, if you don't qualify for asylum, you will return back to your country. 
So it's not open. So stop. So somebody, stop. so excuse me. So somebody sneaking under a razor wire has a legitimate reason and they're doing things by the book. Is that what's going on? I'm, I'm having a hard time understanding. Yes. Okay, let me, let me. So I'm going to explain so, to but, you. Wait, wait a minute. Wait a minute. Excuse me. Before you continue, if there's a legitimate reason and you're doing things by the book according to the law, why are you um, going up under razor wire? I don't understand. Okay, so let me explain to you. According to Title A, the Refugee Act, there's two ways you could seek asylum in the country. One is inside the country, and the other is at the border crossing. But again, so, you're not, you're, uh, sir, sir, you're not answering the question. I just answered no, you the no, question. Me, Either me, at the border me. crossing or inside the country. So, you understand? So, excuse me, excuse me. But you the, know what excuse is the border me, sir, crossing Excuse me, is. sir, excuse me, sir. My question to you was... Why are they sneaking up under the razor wire? Is that legal? Can you, is that legal to do? It is legal. It is legal as long as you're seeking but, asylum. But that look, is the problem. So, so why, if it's legal, then why are they sneaking under the wire? It doesn't make any sense. If it was legal, okay, then, excuse me, sir. If it was legal, they could just walk across. Why would there be razor wire to prevent them from coming in if it's legal? It makes no sense. I'm, I'm agree with you. We don't say make no sense. But who should we blame? We should blame Congress for making laws. They are not specific because we make laws in Congress. The Congress people, between Republicans and Democrats, make laws that are not specific and some ways even is stupid. Okay, so. But those I mean, are I the think, laws. Those I are think, the laws. I think excuse me. I think common sense says when there's razor wire on a border that you cannot cross legally. That's common sense because if you could, excuse me, if you could cross legally, then the razor wire wouldn't be there. That's common sense. But uh, let, me, let me explain to you. No se mina, everybody is allowed to come in under the certain conditions. You could come in. You could come in into the border and ask for asylum. The problem is that asylum laws, they are too wide open, too easy for them to try to come from one point to, to Mexico to the United States. If we make these laws more with more scrutiny, like uh, Biden took some good steps now, but even with more scrutiny of the, uh, the, the step that Biden took it since May uh, uh, of this year, we will have less border crossing. We will encourage them less to come to the United States. Do you know what's a, there's a law was called, used to call wet feet? You remember the, the, the law was yeah, called wet Cuba, feet? Yeah, but Cuba, now let me, me ask you a question. Though. Oh, that means why we should allow people to come on boats, risk their life, okay. eat they on the I'm, water, I'm, I'm we save you, them I'm, and I'm they get Excuse me, sir. I'm asking, you a question. I'm asking you a question. So you say that what's going on right now no, is sir. not because of Biden, right? No. So when, when, did, this come, when, when did this come into place? When, when did this come into action? At, at what point? What do you mean? What's coming to action? You said that there, there Congress passed laws that loosen up the, um, the asylum. Oh, this is this, this laws being around since 1980 when Jimmy oh, Carter okay. was president. Okay, so why is it all of a sudden under Joe Biden we have an all-time high in illegal border crossings, and 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 also illegal because the Title 42 was removed when when uh, after the virus was expired. You know that. No, no, you know that. Excuse me. Excuse me. You said. Excuse me. You said that this has been around since the 80s. And the virus was not around since the 80s. This is something that happened in 2020. So, again, I ask you, why is it now all of us in 2023? Because nobody took advantage of it. Nobody took advantage of it. Excuse me, sir. That that makes no sense. So now all of a sudden it just want to come across. Why? Why was well, it? That's the law. Excuse, excuse I just me. told you. I, excuse me. You, you, you said, me. You said you excuse me, excuse me, excuse me. You said that it's been in place since the 80s. So nobody, yeah, so nobody, excuse me. You said the 80s. So nobody knew. 
then it just happened. Yeah, yeah. Now? It, uh, let me, let me. But you see, you, you, you're talking over me. You don't, you and keep she, talking. She, no, 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 sir, sir, sir. Excuse me. I'm, I'm asking the question. And you're okay, let me, excuse let me, me so sir. Excuse me, me sir. Excuse me, let sir. Excuse me. I'm talking, and then you're interrupting. I got to be able to express myself, and you can express yourself. Now, again, I'm gonna ask you the question. You get to respond. The question is: You said that the law been around since the 1980s, and then I asked you the response which was why is it all of a sudden now in 2023 are they just flooding with with, with, with all-time high apprehensions and illegal border crossings go ahead what's your answer okay so in 19 since 1982 to 1988 there was a large amount of border crossing wasn't as much as there are now even the requesting asylum people from nicaragua and uh, during the somosa war do we do we have border? You got to get to a get, get, get to, get to, a, get to a quick answer. Get to like, why is it all of a sudden now so high, all time record high right now, twenty twenty three? Why? Because people, are, first of all, you got this, let me explain to you. You got Venezuela, you got Haiti, you got El Salvador, you got Honduras. They all seeking asylum under the social conditions. This is in, this is a new amendment that was done in the I think it was in nineteen ninety four. That okay. If you could, okay. You, Wait, look, let me man, explain look, to look, you. We gotta like to get to the get to the point. Like why now? Because you could skip violence. Violence like before you couldn't you couldn't request asylum for violence. Now you could. So when when so, when did when did the violence part become part in of? In nineteen ninety, I think it was nineteen ninety four. Oh, so you're talking about like what thirty years ago? So why again? Why now? I just I can't I, I don't know the specific, but this so is you, what so I know. So the reason no, why, excuse me, you know what? You said you say you don't know the reason why. I'll uh, tell you. But, but you you say excuse me, excuse me. You you say you don't know. That, that I, I know. That? I do know. But you, 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 I do you, know. Excuse me, excuse me, me, excuse me, sir, sir. Excuse me. You just said I don't know. You just want to win the excuse argument. Me, so excuse you me, excuse me. You said it. You said I don't know. No, Venezuela. So you know. Do you know or do you not know? You don't let me talk. Excuse me, sir. You said I don't know. So do you know or do you not know? I do know Venezuela okay. is in. Well, let me explain to Go you. Ahead. We have millions of immigrants coming from Venezuela that we didn't have before. So just one millions country. Millions of them. Just one country. That's it. That's the only reason why. Well, the vast majority of those who crossing the border, they're from Venezuela. They're coming all the way from um, Ecuador, and also, and also, also, other countries started joining their journey. Like, okay, people from El Salvador say, well, if I, if they could cross and seek asylum, I could seek. Other form of asylum. So the, the main problem is the is the is is the we need to change those laws. If we need to change those laws, then you wanna see border crossing going down. Actually okay. border crossing right now is down sixty two percent. Since when? Since May twenty May two thousand uh May of this year. Oh, okay. So it's down in like the last three months, but it's up over the past what Yeah, it's years. been up because we like <laughs> I told you because let, Joe let, Biden, let me, let me excuse me, because I'm going to just I'm gonna close it because Joe Biden is allowing the border to be wide open. That's why the Biden administration is allowing the border to be wide open. They're defunding the border patrol. They're not allowing the wall to be built. They're not allowing the security to be on the border. That's why it's wide open. That's what's going on. But thank you for your call, man. Definitely appreciate you. And that'll be it for him. Shout out to him for the call. But yeah, the border's wide open. <laughs> that was funny. Talking about some, oh, it's down sixty-two percent. I was like, since when? Uh, 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 since May twenty twenty-three. It's like, yeah, for the past what three months, man. Come on, cut it out, cut it out, man. Anyway, shout out to you guys. The number to call four three four six five eight one two two zero again four three four six five eight one two two zero, and let's keep on rocking and rolling. Let's go to. All right, 
504, you're online. Who am I speaking to? Hey, ABL. It's Alien Spaceship. All right, man. What's going on? All right. That was good with your debate with Ivan. It's, it's terrible what's going on at the border. It's being completely invaded, and people from all over the world are coming through there illegally. That's right. Absolutely. Yeah. And also, I think, no, I know this from what I've seen from the, the YouTube is like a lot of like cartels are trafficking people and like people pay them to bring them through. And a lot of illegal stuff is going on. And the criminal administration, this, as you said, way worse than Obama or any of the other ones is just bringing them in, bringing them in. It's totally uh, terrible what they're doing. And they're going in different parts of the country and they're housing them, as you said, like in hotels and stuff. It's totally, this is not what the country was supposed to do. Not, not at all. And it's really um, starting to have an impact on the entire country. Not just certain parts, but the entire country is feeling the impact. And if we don't bring it into it pretty soon, this is going to get out of control, even more than what it is already. Absolutely. And like, say, countries like Venezuela and these countries that did, had communist policies, include all over the world, their countries collapsed. And that's what's slowly being implemented here. And that's what the elites want. And the, the sheeple are going along with it. Like the people at McDonald's that want the $20 an hour is something ridiculous. They don't understand that that's not a career for them to do. They should try to find a, a skill that gives them higher you know, pay and, and add value to other people. And it's just going to wholly, it's going to completely disrupt everything with the economy and the prices. Absolutely. And people are not going to, people don't really understand the way economics works. So when they keep right. asking for these things, it's going to get worse and worse. And it's going to be, because I remember at a certain point, the, the battle cry was fight for 15. And then what's 15 mm -hmm. got achieved, they realized that it didn't help them. And they were still behind the eight balls. Now they want 20 and then it will go on and on and on and never end. Oh yeah, exactly. It's going to go all the way up and like, you know, the, the food and stuff is going to go up. It's already going up. Like, you know, food in the grocery store and also the McDonald's stuff is going to go up. And I think that these people, they don't understand how economics work and they're going to have to suffer the hard way. And these are the same people that are voting for the policies that are bringing the immigrants in. And from, you know, you could see like they want cheap labor. So those people could be replaced by robots or cheap labor from wherever the people are being imported from, from the border. That's right. Because those people that they think they're being helped, but it's the people that think they think they're helping them are really just sending them to the slaughterhouse, the sheeple to the slaughterhouse. And they're going to be the first ones killed off. Like they're saying the useful idiots, they get killed off first after the revolution. Absolutely. Always. People always think they're going to be on the other side and not going to be the ones that are disposed of, but they learn very quickly. That's not the case. They're going to be disposed of first. Exactly. And another thing like I was talking about over at my channel is that like China, as I said here too, is buying up the farmland. One of my subscribers was telling me about how in China, the, the over there, you can't really farm anything over there and their land is terrible. So this is one of the reasons why they're interested in taking our farmland because it, their area is bad. So they're trying to take advantage of our country. That's another reason. And destroy our country within. Absolutely. Right on it. Yeah. And I think also I want to mention about the, the C40 cities, 
I could be saying that wrong. It's where they want to turn everything into green energy. I think that that is also bad and a part of their agenda, which is linked to the other things because they want people to be like reliant on their systems and stuff. And I just think that in this time to make everything solar, it won't work out completely well because like the situation in Texas, when like it was winter and the turbines got frozen and there was no solar light. So there's no electricity. Yeah, exactly. People don't think about things like that. They look, think about how things uh, sound on paper, but when it actually comes times to function, it's not quite the same way that they imagined it or, or the way they theorized it on a sheet of paper. Right. And I also think they're very motivated by their emotions over logic. Oh, of course. That's, that's always going to be the case. And then when uh, logic sets in and it didn't match their emotions, they're confused. Right, right. Because when they're told this lie over and over again by those that have programmed them, they get angry and defenses, they get into fear. And like when Eisen comes on here, he goes and gets freaked out and he doesn't listen to logic and it's your show and he, you know, shouldn't try to talk over you and think it's his show. Right on. Absolutely. Right. And also, yeah, I think the thing with Tupac, finally, after all these years, it's kind of strange it took this long but i'm glad that finally the guy got caught and those, those criminals are just stupid how they go and incriminate themselves like that yeah people are crazy it's like hey if you um are a criminal you've done something you've not been locked up for you've not been convicted of just keep your mouth shut or let, let you want to go to the penitentiary let you like confess it and then go for it exactly and i was talking about him on one of the other streams like tupac like right before you released that video about him getting uh, the guy getting caught. So I thought that was an interesting sign. I thought he was uh, a good rapper. Right on. Absolutely. All right, ABL. Thank you for taking my call. That's all I have to say. Thank you for the call, man. Definitely appreciate you. Okay, bye. All right, shout out to the caller. Shout out to you guys for being here. You guys are fantastic. 773, you don't learn how much speaker to. ABL, thanks for uh, taking my call. It's your retired Chicago police officer friend. Hey, ABL, I wanted to mention about the uh, prankster who got shot. You know, as you mentioned, and as I believe also, most of the things on the Internet there, they're staged. They're fake. It's entertainment. The, the same thing happened in the 1950s when with the game shows being rigged and them giving the answers to the contestants because it was entertainment. They knew how to build you know, drama and everything else. And they tried to do that. They don't do it too well these days. But, you know, what happens is people believe it's real. Then you got kids like that, that one British uh, kid, the young black kid that was running into people's homes. He was jumping on people on their shoulders to leap over them and play leapfrog. I mean, you know, that's what happens when people, real people react to that. When it becomes real, you know, that's why I hate pranks, because the, the subject of the prank thinks it's real. I'm going to react in a real way. If you are pranking me that you are, you know, carjacking my car, you may get shot and killed. So, you know, that's the problem with, you know, understanding if it's fake or if it's real. And that's the wrong kind of behavior. You know, and it's the same thing with, you know, what you were talking about, um, uh, uh, Tupac and, and Snoop Dogg and everything. Well, here's the thing. 
you might not be a gangbanger, but if you want to play with the gangbangers and you surround yourself with the gangbangers, well, you're going to get and be involved in what gangbangers are involved in. And it's dangerous around those guys. I mean, you know, you take somebody like Vanilla Ice, he was under Suge Knight. He was hung upside down by his heels, you know, in order for him to sign some paperwork. He got out of that. It looks like Snoop got out of that, whether he snitched or did this or did that. But he's not in that life. You can't be in that life. When you're around characters like that, it's for real. And you for real get shot and killed sometimes. And that's what seems to happen to Tupac, just what you said. It was just a, a beef. Then the thing about the $20 per hour, I think this is a huge red flag indicator that shows that they're, that the left's policies are completely failing because inflation is so high, they need to raise the $20 just to buy the same milk, eggs, and bread that they were able to buy before. So it does not change your lifestyle in the least. They finally realized that some of these policies that they've been doing are now, they can't, you can't be at $16 an hour. You can't purchase the, the things you need to purchase. That's why uh, the auto workers are wanting to go on strike too. Everybody is feeling inflation. You know, there's a, there's a re, for every action that you do, there's a reaction. And this is the reaction. These kind of things, it, it, it really resonates kind of like throwing a, a pebble into to a lake. It really resonates and, and changes a lot of other things in our society when you go down this wrong road. It doesn't matter what kind of guy Trump was. He realized, hey, no, we're going we're gonna to use our own oil. We're going to do this. We're going to do that. We're not going to build a, a state-of-the-art car company in some other country. We're going to do it here. You know, there's certain jobs you can't get around, as you said, cashiers and all that. You know, nowadays, you know, go, go, go to Walmart and everything is self-checkout. It's the same way when I was young. I used to work in a gas station. Now it's you pump it yourself, you know, so it put those people out of work. But other jobs came up. But the thing is, it shows a failure in their policies. The dollar store, whose name is the dollar store, is now the dollar and a, and a quarter store. You have to, you know, it shows their failure. And so is this $20 an hour raise. It shows their failure. That's my two cents, ABL. Thanks for getting to my call, and I appreciate it, and I'll talk to you later. Thank you for the call. I definitely appreciate you. Thank you. All right, great call. Great way to end the show. Thank y'all for being here. The time went by, so I feel like I just sat down and it's already done. Thank y'all again for being here. You guys are the best audience anywhere on the internets. I will be back live again on Wednesday of next week, but I'm here every day putting out pre-recorded content. I already got a few topics ready for tomorrow. I've already recorded one, and I got a couple more I'm going to do uh, coming up here in a minute. Uh, this is a podcast, of course. It'll be available on your favorite audio streaming platforms, whether that be Spotify, Google Play, Apple, iTunes, etc., Link for that will be in the description or just go to your favorite audio streaming platform and search ABL Live. I should pop right on up. This will be available 8 a.m. tomorrow morning, Eastern Time. All righty. We got a few super chats left, but before we get to that, thank y'all again for joining. Thank y'all for watching, retweeting, super chatting, whatever you're doing. I thank you. I could not do this show without you. And I, I'm sorry for not being here last week. I will try to not miss any more shows ever again. All right. That's my, that's my uh, um, attempt. How about that? 
Um, we got a few supers here, and I'm gonna read those. Then I wrap it on up, put the bowl clean on top. Shout out to let me see. Thank you to uh to Vang. And if I told your name, I'm sorry. Please forgive me. Who says, why do some black folks act like everyone else owes them something? Or that they think they own everything and that everyone is racist to them. I don't know, man. You got to ask them. I don't know nothing about that. People just get a chip on their shoulder, I suppose. But I can't answer that question for you. You know, this victim mentality that infects a lot of people, including non-blacks. Thank you to King Booger94, who says, FJB Trump 2024. Okay, I think that would be a wrap for me. So thank y'all again for being here. And until next time, y'all be safe. I'm out and peace.